Welcome to Insert Title Here, the only podcast to disappear for two weeks and not explain why and still not want to try to explain why. Three weeks. I'm Devin Vavio. Uh, and my <laughs> podcast host will introduce himself now. Hi, I'm Adam. I keep track of time. It's been three weeks, Devin. Three weeks. It's been three weeks? Three weeks, Devin. Three weeks. Sorry, time is really funky when you work from home and then not sleep very well. Dude, tell me about th- it. Yeah, it's so fucking weird. The the week goes by so much faster. You don't even realize how much faster the week goes by until you start working from home. Yeah. It's like, uh, and getting paid weekly too does not help. Because I'm sitting here, it's just Uh. like, it's just like Thursday. But when I want to purchase something, I'm just like, oh, well, it's almost Thursday. And it'll be like Saturday. It's like, I can make it till Thursday to buy this thing. It's just like, what the hell is wrong with me? What am I doing? (laughs) See, I'm still bi-weekly at least. I haven't got to worry about that. It, It drives me nuts. I hate, I hate being paid weekly. Like, I don't. There's things I like and things I hate about it. It's mostly hate. It's mostly 95% hate. Fair enough. I'm salary now. Go figure. Fuck. I wish I was salary. Go figure, right? Go figure. Jesus <laughs> Christ. How did I get a big boy job? I don't know. You, you done grewed up, Adam. You done grewed up. I did get grewed up. Anyways, uh, Anyways, things we want to talk about. Uh, boom, bam. Lots of things. Video games. It's been, it's been massive. It's been a massive time. Uh, I think we've got we've gained things to talk about. Yeah. Um, one I'd like to talk about is something that we were talking about previously, bro. How fun has Master Duel been since we just started just playing with each other and not bothering with like all that shit going on? I mean, I play a lot of online, but again, I also like I have the patience of a god when it comes to video games. You apparently, because <laughs> like Devin's been watching me play Elden Ring, and like I just I die. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, like, get, all right. I just get so frustrated. I can't. I cannot do it. I'm like, How, oh, okay. I, but it's just, it's just really fun, just going back and forth with you guys, with everybody, and not yeah. having any like, it's like no pressure. Um, God rips new fucking decks. Jesus Christ. She's just decided to troll that game. Fun. They're fun. I like playing against them. She went from Predator Plants, which is already like top tier troll bullshit, to what's she doing now? Paleo something. Paleo- Paleozoic and, and sharks. They defeat the paleo toads. Yeah, paleo toads and sharks. What the fuck? Um, they're fun to play against. I think they're fun because I actually have to use my brain to to play around like half the cards she uses. It's the fact uh, she's using a card called Totally Awesome. I love that card, dude. I'm sorry that that card is amazing. Oh my god! It's the best. It is the best card. It's just it's fantastic. I and the fact it. and the fact that sharks one of her best shark one of her best cards is what left hand shark. Right hand shark. Right hand shark, sorry. So I'm like, where the hell's left shark? Is it still dancing on stage with Katy Perry? And she's like, that's the entire joke. I'm like, are you fucking (laughs) kidding me? Are you actually fucking kidding me? Jesus fucking. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, I'm still still playing the Zombos. I just refined them a little tiny bit, but they're still still working. That's the problem. I haven't found an issue where they don't really work much. So like, all right. And there's my problem, and I'm building like 40 decks at once, and I'm working on armed dragons. Like, what is wrong with me? Why do I do the things I do? Because you are a whore. I am a whore. I'm a I'm a I'm a dumb whore. Um, You're a dirty, dirty card whore. Uh, yeah. Speaking of being a dirty card whore, though, um, I was playing a goat format deck with my friend. Huh. Oh, did, what you the from, did you come back from getting cigarettes? What the fuck? Dup. What? What the? F- Where have you been? Oh, Brazil. But, what the- do you? Wait, I went to the Philippines. Brazil? Yeah, Brazil. Like the movie or the place? 
Well, okay, so you know like how three weeks ago, before they like updated Master Duel, there was a bunch of exploits and shit running around? Yeah. Okay, well I got super heated, and I was like stalling this dude out, because you know me, I'm a little bitch baby, I get impatient during stuff, and once I get on my stupid little brain bullshit, I'm like, ooh, I'm gonna fucking do something to try to hurt this other person. And then fucking, uh, instead, he was apparently a hacker, uh, he forced me to surrender, and then in that surrender, he sent me to Brazil. Yeah. Like they've, the movie, or the, the, the country? They, they've patched that exploit now, though. So no, I would hope so. I would, I would hope that yeah. they would. See, that, that sounds unfortunately, bad. Unfortunately, they patched the exploit before I was able to use the exploit to return to America. So I'm now thousands of dollars in debt. Oh, what else is new? Yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't have a passport, that's... so I illegally entered the country. So I, I feel like I've done a little bit. Oh, I relate to Adam now. <laughs> I have a passport. We know what you did. For legal reasons, <laughs> that is a joke. For legal reasons, that is a joke. Ay, ay, ay. Oh, my God. So, anyway, I heard Never something about a left shark. Yeah, uh, uh, so uh, Rip has been playing a shark deck in, in Yu Gi Oh! Master Duel, and it has become a uh, massive bastard deck, and it's fun to play around. Oh, wow. Nobody personally. smoked my weed while I was gone. That's good. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it was your weed, buddy. Yeah. Well, I would. I would never. I would never do that. Hey, if I disappear I for three weeks without saying anything, I mean, at that point, it's kind of fair to assume I'm dead. You might as well just go ahead and smoke my weed. You got my permission. Well, <laughs> had I known that. Well, you know, in the in the future, when I inevitably get eaten by a shark or revored by the spine of Horus or David Raymond comes and fucking steals me away for another stupid adventure or whatever, I'm not fucking available. You know, just go ahead and smoke the weed. Alright, well next time for sure then. Anyway, uh Anywho. Baba booey, baba booey, baba booey, baba booey. Xander's back. Unexpected. But appreciated. So Well, I appreciate you more. Oh, well, alright. Let's not be gay now. No, I'm gonna be totally gay. Well, okay. First off. Oh wait, no, okay. Hang on. Alright, let's alright. First topic of after Master Duel is can me and Devin be gay, considering I'm agender, so I don't have any pronouns that I identify as, and, and he is a, um, a he-they non-binary, uh, so, you know, he goes by he-they. I don't really give a fuck about pronouns, so technically, we're not the same gender. However, the term is homosexual and heterosexual, so what is... How do, how do we define this? So obviously, physically speaking, only physically, purely physically, neither of us to transition, neither has us have the intention of transitioning or any of that shit like that. So it would be homosexual. But if we're talking about romantic, what is it at that point? What is it? Would, would the balls touch? Uh, it depends on what position we're in, I think. So the answer is yes, it's hella gay. That's true. Okay, so what about my partner? Who's she there? Would the balls touch? Every time, yes. Then, yeah. Hella gay. Hella gay. Okay. Best way to relax yourself. Well, there we go. Yeah. We've established that I am not straight. Yeah, we knew this. this that's nothing new. I did not. I just found this out right now. <laughs> Congratulations. You've come out live on the podcast uh, that's not live. Just ask yourself, would the balls touch? <laughs> just, just call this episode Xander is gay. <laughs> <laughs> I am not making that thumbnail. <laughs>
<laughs> it's just me with like an uwu face and a fucking like rainbows instead of blushes. A rainbow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, okay, okay, fucking hell. Crash um, on a bike. So I heard Devin finished geez. G Gundam while I was in Brazil. I did. I did finish G Gundam while you were in Brazil, and let me tell you, buddy, that was the wildest fucking shit I have ever watched in my goddamn life. Yeah. Like, you know me. I love my grand logon. That's some wacky shit. I can follow that shit. And and I never questioned the beat of it because I was like, within the realm of this universe, that makes fucking sense. Things happened to G Gundam that I had to question. I was like, no. I don't, no, I don't like that. No, that's not how that works. First thing that happened. So Domon gets fucking the God Gundam, right? And he's all like, wow, this is a massive upgrade over my current Gundam. Watch me faceplant Master Asia into the dirt and then fly away. I was like, okay, that's fucking cool. That's fucking strong. In my brain, okay, he flies into space. I'm like, okay, first and foremost, that's already questionable. Then he bounces off of a ring of light and launches himself back to Hong Kong, okay? And this whole time, my brain's like, hold on a second. He would burn up in re-entry. I have seen enough Gundam series to know that when a, a suit is p going into re-entry and they don't have some sort of protection to help cool them down, they're going to explode. I watched three men die that way in Gundam, okay? I, I know. So I was like, no, that's not how that works at all. Anyway, after that, you know, the, the Gundam, the big Gundam tournament starts and like, Master Asia has a horse Gundam and I don't question this one bit. I'm just like, sure, why not? He's piling a, a two Gundams at once. He's that strong. He's, I, I can see it. That's, that's Master Asia. No, no, Devin, you're wrong. He's not piloting that. You know what's piloting that? A fucking horse. And the horse has a goddamn suit-up sequence. And it happens not once, but twice. It's the horse. You see it happen two times. No, no, not. It's the horse. I fucking hate that. It's the horse. I was just like, no. That broke me. <laughs> fucking that straight broke up. Foon Psyche <laughs> broke my ass. The night before I got sent to Brazil, I I've, I've finished G Gun for the first time since I was like a fucking kid. And I completely forgot where the phrase, it's the horse, and my obsession with fucking horses and making horses stupid and like all this stupid horse shit that I do. Cause I'm not like a horse girl. Like I don't legitimately like real horses. Like I wouldn't like be like, yeah, I'm gonna get a bunch of horses or anything like that. I like the concept of the horse. I like the character design of the horse. Like if God's real, he's like did a 10 out of 10 character design on horses, right? Like they're, they're just goofy right. looking motherfuckers. But fucking like watching that reminded me because I guess I looked away when he, uh, the, the horse suited up the first time with Master Asia, but when fucking Domon's trying to f get to space to fight the fucking Devil Gundam, and fucking, like, they blow up the, the, the pad that he was gonna get up there with, and the horse mm -hmm. suits up in the fucking sequence, I literally screamed out loud, oh my fucking god, it's the horse! That's the horse! It's the horse! And ev all of my fucking childhood memories literally came flooding back. And, like, the start of this <laughs> podcast is literally because of G Gundam. I can see that. Mobile pilot, it's oh the horse. God. Oh, God damn it. I built a Grandpa Gundam kit this weekend. That's my contribution to this conversation. <laughs> and we love you for it, Adam. You also watched Gundam Wing. Yeah, yeah, I watched Gundam, we were watching Gundam Wing yesterday because we got snowed in. So, like, um... Uh, power kept going off and on, so it wasn't consistent enough for the stream, but it'll be on for like an hour and a half, two hours at a time. So, you know, time to watch an episode or two and get some stuff done. Mm -hmm. So, we went out Friday night, went stopped in Target, because Target has model kits, and they're reasonably priced, and no one told me this, because people are reselling those same model kits for like three, four times what their RRP is. Like, 
Devon, I'm not going to say how much I spent on your birthday present, but I got Devon a, the Sharp Asna, what's his face, model kit, the, re the red one. Quattro Baginas? Yeah, the red one. And like, I, I, I was, first time I saw it, I was like, oh, that's cool. And I put it, I must admit, I'm a bit of a cheap ass. So I put it into Google and put it in the shopping tab. It said Target. And I'm like, what? Target for that price. I click on it. Available in store near you, sold and shipped directly by Target. I'm like, what the fuck? Is it Sharzaku? Yeah. Oh, fucking nice. Oh, man, that's Is red. that the one that you already got? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah, because I got it from for his birthday. All right, cool. <laughs> awesome. All right, I've caught up. I've been in Brazil. I'm trying to catch up on this timeline. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? So I started looking at this, and like, we, so I went to my local Target on Friday because I I know I'd seen model kits there before. And yeah, they had a couple of them. I got the grandpa one. I got whatever that thing is that Rip put googly eyes on. Um, the the uh, Strike Freedom Gundam. Yeah, I got one to go to send Xander as well, because he wanted me to pick up the America Gundam, because Xander's getting ready for the 4th of July earlier this year, apparently. Um, yeah, I have, this dumb I, also... fucking, I have this dumb fucking project planned out for that fucking America Gundam. Alright, there's a few, there's another one there, like a real grade one, but I don't know the character. I just, I just, I just picked the same to do. I think I'm probably going to not, I don't really know much about Gundam. I know Liz uh, wants to get a couple of the Gundam wing models, so I might get a couple of those for her, or she'll buy them. I don't fucking know. I think I want to get the Evangelion ones, because I built the real grade even unit one. Uh, there's a high grade of the prototype Evangelion from the end of Evangelion coming out this month, which I think I want to pick up. And I think there's a real grade coming out for Unit Zero as well, so I'll probably pick those up. Yeah, there should be real grades for Unit Zero, uh, Unit Two that you already have, Ostacos, which is which one's that one? Unit Two is Ostacos. Okay, I'm I'm stupid. I have Unit One. Yeah. There we go. Unit Two. I I have a model of you. The problem with Evangelion is there's so many damn action figures out there. Like I have a um, you could might be able to see it up there. I have a Unit Two action figure, which is honestly very very nice, which kind of fills the same need. Um, I want to get the prototype one though because there is like one figure of the prototype Evangelion out there. It was never reprinted. It was printed in, like 2001. It's now very rare, very expensive, and as you can imagine, a bit out of the price range. Yeah. However, the model kit I think is like 30 bucks, That's so awesome. I will just buy the model kit and build the fucking thing my damn self. So yeah, it's a real grade. It's, sorry, it's a heavy grade or high grade, whatever the fuck it is. Not a real grade. After building the HG uh, Grandpa Gundam one, I'm like yeah, it's fine. It's a couple of our project. It's fine. Yeah. The uh, real grade took me nine hours to build, which um, wasn't wasn't it wasn't that it was a time investment. I didn't realize like how in depth it was gonna get. Like I didn't realize it was gonna be skeletized a leg. Yeah, because like, like it, I was, was it was it was intense. I was expecting maybe four to six hours with that real grade, because like so in my mind it was nine hours as a Gundam builder. Like uh, fucking mm. uh, real grades and master grades are kind of similar in their complexity and stuff, and I can get through mm. a master grade and like depending on its complexity, like the Grandpa Gundam probably four hours. The like a version cost six to eight hours, but I would I, I wasn't expecting that as it's not a Gundam, it's probably a bit more involved, and also it's your yeah. first model kit. I did all right, like considering the thing works, the thing looks great. Yeah, because um, I popped I in for the stream like, a couple real... times, and I was like, oh damn, I don't even see any nub marks or anything on this. Like I will. Oh say yeah, that... speaking of, I still have not finished the uh, like the. Liger, that's hard. I and my my nippers are not that great. Like I need new nippers. Yeah, I'll send you some. I got ripped the um, I got yeah. ripped the Bandai red ones um at Target like seven bucks. They were right, but the problem is the 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 um the 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 bite is actually just as thin as the bite of the God Hand ones. The problem is the actual blades themselves are bigger. That makes sense. 
Yeah. So it's like a thicker blade, which goes to the same size bite, but with the god hands, it goes down a bit further, and it gets like a thinner at the end, so you can just see where you're yeah. doing. It's easier to get in. Like, so like with spaces. the god hands you have, they're double-bladed. I use these to separate yeah. the, the parts from the runner themselves, and then now that I finally was able to remember to buy these, the single-bladed ones, that's when I come in and do the, the flush cut on. Um, because the single-bladed mm. one is less pressure, it, there's less of a fucking uh, stress mark you're going to make. And especially with the God Hands, and I think like the, the Tamiya and the USA Gundam Store ones, uh, they can get real flush. I have got to a point where, especially with the Gundam The Origin kits, which just have amazing like little details just baked right into the, the fucking kits, and they're still high grades, I've gotten to the point where I cut it almost flush, and I've been sanding the parts down, and I literally have gotten like I don't know if you've seen some of the posts I put on Twitter because uh, my account is uh, in a various states of lockdown because uh, it's illegal in Brazil, Brazil. Uh, to have a, a yeah, Twitter. Yeah, what account. happened in Brazil? Uh, what happened in Brazil? Did the Brazilian government discover something? Let's just say that. Let's just say the. The leader of Brazil is now in possession of a prototype mobile mm -hmm. weapon that I may right. or may not have been responsible in designing in order to barter freedom passage back to America. And my debt isn't money, but moral and ethical instead. What's the Gundam's code unit, B-Bear, perchance? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's D-Draymond. It was D-Draymond? Yeah. DD0102. DWTS. You sure it wasn't B-Bear and it wasn't a brown unit? <laughs> 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 Nah, the the prototypes of the bear, the the mass production type is the D Draymond. D Draymond. DWTS 007. Jesus, titty fucking Christ on a bike with. Are you down with that mobile weapon? Come on, get down, Amaro. Get down with the new type. Amaro, I'm about to do something wicked. So confession. Confession, because I was watching Gundam Wing with the wife yesterday while the power's off and on. So we're watching it and watching it on Hulu. Uh, not a sponsor, could be, pay me. Um, oh. And like, I, I didn't, I was kind of half paying attention because I was building Grandpa Gundam and I was doing some other stuff. And I kind of look up, it took me like halfway through the series to realize that um, two of the characters are different characters, not the same person. Oh god, because the voice acting sound the exact same? No, because they're both fucking edgelords. Oh, we, Jesus. Are you watching um, the like, dub? Uh, he, yeah, we had it on the dub because we were doing stuff. <laughs> Hero and um, the one who goes and joins the circus. What's his fucking name? That one. They both, like, don't care. They both clearly want to die. And, like, they're not the ones who I find the funniest out of all the characters. Cause it's very clearly the Yaoi Gundam. They're very clearly into the fangirls because all of these characters are basically Shadow the Hedgehog. Jesus Christ. Black Doom, like, but the, the, you're the, the about to tell girl, me who I am. <laughs> yeah, the girl is so funny, because well, it turns out, like, part way through a series, spoiler alert for a 30-year-old series, uh, she was actually, like, adopted at birth because her family was murdered in a coup, whatever, and her, her, her real surname is, like, Peacecraft, which is the most on-the-nose fucking Japanese thing of all time. 
But then, like, the main character literally goes up to her uh, after the first time he sees her after she realizes who he is and he knows that he he knows that she knows the secret entity and goes, I'll kill you. And unlike a reasonable person who will call the police or do something, right? She instead gets a wet bunch of panties and decides to fawn after him. Yeah, like, isn't lady, it great? that is how you went. Lady, that is how you end up dead in a sex club taking it too far because you didn't want to use your safe word. Okay, like, what the fuck, woman? Like, get, 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 you need to go to... And then, like, he keeps going, like, making random vague threats to her and she keeps going after him and you can tell she's developing this massive crush. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. This is the kind of sicko who writes people on death row. This is like, <laughs> hi, I saw you, Charles Manson, on death row and I just want to say, I want to have your... What the fuck? Fuck is wrong like, with you? The ultimate I can change him. Yeah, Charles Manson no, got you married. <laughs> he did exactly, and look at her. She was fucking loony. Fucking. So I've only ever seen the first episode of Wing. I've never watched anything past oh that because. God. And I've only ever watched the dub too. I hear the Japanese version's way better. I uh, the dub is terrible from my own um my own uh my own interpretation of that first episode. So I'm not being very was fair it dubbed here. Twice. Was it dubbed twice? I remember watching it as a kid. I could have sworn it was four kids dubbed. There's no way some no, of stuff that uh, there, there wasn't a four kids dub in it. There is an edited version that was played during the day on Toonami, and then later on in the day, there was the unedited version that was aired. Same dub. Gotcha. All I remember from that show when I was a kid, so I think I watched one or two episodes. I remember that. All I remember from that show was, um, uh, what's his face? Hero tearing the invitation yeah. in half. Yeah, that's all I remember. That's all I remember. And I, and I was just like, what a dick. <laughs> and then, yeah. like, I, I remember, like, changing the chat, or, like, it maybe didn't air or something like that. Like, I remember it, um, it was very briefly on the anime block the Cartoon Network did back home. They're like a small anime block back home. It was a Toonami style thing, but it wasn't anywhere as in depth as like the Toonami you guys have here. I remember it was on real briefly, basically in between seasons of Dragon Ball Z, because they were debuting them for the first time in the UK when I was growing up, and also like they had some rights issues getting. I think it was the Boo Saga over, so it's weird in between where they kind of tried a few shows to see what would stick while they worked it mm -hmm. out. Because um, I remember, like, they really tried to hype up Tenchi Muyo, and I think it made like three episodes before they just saw the numbers drop and went, "Okay, okay, get fucking Boo, get Boo," <laughs> and then we got Boo. And <sighs> fun fact about Boo: the, my, my friend, who uh, his whole family was from Russia, fucking um, mm -hmm. he um, his, I'm not gonna say his name. I almost just did. It's, it's, Keep going. Keep going, his man. Name is, his, um, name, his name is Boris the Bear. No, it's, it starts with a V. He's cool. Uh, he's, yeah, he's Boris a good dude. the Bear. Uh, we actually promised that um, we would, uh, when we grew up, we would track each other down. And I still have to go keep that promise because I actually made a joke when I was five years old. I'd be like, I'm going to be 28 and I'm going to suddenly remember like talking to some people that I made a promise and I'm going to track you down because <laughs> you're like one of my best friends. Anyway, he, he would tell me stories. He's like, yeah, so in Russia, like uh, Dragon Ball Z is already over. And like, there's this guy, the guy called like Super Boo or something. He has like a diaper on or whatever. Mm. I'm like, that sounds stupid. You're lying to me. And then years later, after I moved, fucking the the Boo saga airs. I'm like, that son of a bitch was son right. Of bitch. Son, <laughs> of a bitch. son of a bitch. He's like, yeah. Yeah, I kind of. I recently. <coughs> sorry, sorry. I, I recently rewatched through a lot of Dragon Ball Abridge just because like I need something to do during the work time because um new job is going great um a lot of you know, as usual with this kind of position I've taken a lot of tedious grocery store paperwork to do um, background noise is good and I, I, I must admit I, I watched a lot of Dragon Ball Abridged and I don't blame them for not doing the Boo Saga I really don't I kind of wish they'd come back and finish off the movies and I kind of wish they'd 
maybe do at least one of the super movies, particularly Golden Freezer, but that's just because, for selfish reasons, I really like Little Kribo's Freezer. Yeah, I agree there. And honestly, an any excuse, Freezer. any excuse to have that center and front stage again, like yes, please let's do that. Oh, but like, TV. sorry, I'm stupid. Ignore me. I try. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, any uh yeah, no, Martin does a great Frieza. I love Dragon Ball just in general, but we've talked about that several times. So we talk about a new thing I love. Motherfucking G Gundam. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm going you back didn't, to uh, it. name the I'm third thing that was crazy. The third thing that was crazy. I don't know, I felt like everything else made sense. Uh, unless we're talking like the very end where they fucking blast a heart through a fucking double oh, yeah. Gundam. It's just like that is amazing. Uh, the Statue of Liberty Cannon? Oh my fucking god, yeah. So, like, that whole part is amazing, because it's just like, Neo Japan's like, alright, cool, so fuck the Gundam fights, uh, we're taking over now, I'm declaring war immediately, and, uh, yeah, we're taking over everyone. First people to jump in the goddamn fray, Neo America, I'm like, okay, Neo America, what do you got? Statue of Liberty Cannon! What do you mean, Statue of Liberty Cannon? There is a goddamn colony laser in the Statue of Liberty's fucking fire, and it blasts it fucking the Devil Gundam, and the Devil Gundam's like, Lamal, and then destroys the Statue of Liberty. And Chibity says, and I quote, Goddamn! <laughs> so, so, you, you remember in uh, the Outline for Return to Space Orb? Where, in order to get on the space orb, they have to disable it, and they go on the fucking Statue of Liberty, and they use a fucking giant gun that was built in there by General George Washington because he believed in the fucking Second Amendment so much that the Statue of Liberty had to fucking have a cannon, even though George Washington wasn't alive when the Statue of Liberty was made. Fucking, I subconsciously straight up stole that from fucking G Gundam. And it, <laughs> the, the night before I was sent away to Brazil, I fucking, I, those memories all, again, came flooding fucking back, dude. G Gundam is my DNA. Like, Gurren Lagan is yours. Yeah, no, it, it, there were so many things in G Gundam I loved though, um, that I didn't, I didn't think I was going to really love, uh, but it, it, it definitely holds up. I mean, like, like as a, as a nineties anime in general, coming back and watching it and comparing it to what we have now, like from a story perspective, it's amazing. Uh, I loved the emotional moments they hit, like they should have, like with everything that happened with Master Asia at the end, uh, everything with Alan B, uh, everything with Rain. Uh, you know, that all ending the way it showed, Kyoji. like, I was crying at the end. Yeah, and Kyoji, the, God, the Kyoji that was... shit really hurt me, uh, on the rewatch. Yeah. Uh, cause as a kid, you know, I didn't, like, have a brother or anything. But, like, now yeah. I have, like, you guys and shit, and I consider you my brothers and shit. So I was just like, oh, no! Empathy! Oh, a new perspective! And it sucked. <laughs> it did. Oh, man. But like, it, but it was really good. Like, uh, and there was a high pack, high impact Gundam violence was on display, and I loved every fucking moment of it. What? Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? What? High impact Gundam. High violence. impact Gundam violence. <laughs> I, I feel like that's like I, I know the joke you're making. That's the fucked up part. And now I'm just imagining that mental image, and I don't want to have that mental image of Gundam's fucking dude. <laughs> <laughs> but Adam, it's the first super robot series in all of Gundam. No! <laughs> fucking, fucking god! I, the, all, the, all the I can imagine now. All I can imagine now is fucking. Yeah, you know, the Gundam's with the beam sword over his shoulder. Mm. Well, imagine how he does that, but instead of a beam sword, it's a giant dildo. Yeah. Yes. Uh, please design yeah, that. So now. actually, there Jeez. is a there is a porn uh, parody like that. It's called G Savior. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. I'm not, what? I'm not, I'm not going to watch that. What the I refuse. It's the worst Gundam thing ever made. Oh. 
I'm not. I'm not watching that. What is it? <laughs> it's a live-action Gundam. He's got a, a dildo that he pulls out of his backpack, and he fucks another robot with it. G-Savior. No. There's, okay, there's, there's a live-action Gundam. Yeah. Okay, so... I was going to make that a one-off reference for the, the people who like Gundam at home to be like, I get that joke and leave it there, but not have to explain it. It's not actually a porn parody, but yes, there is a live-action Gundam that was produced by like a fucking weird-ass American-Canadian fucking film company in cooperation with Sunrise, and it is the worst fucking thing that has ever been made in fucking Gundam. Like, I thought people were like just, you know, memeing on it or whatever. I was like, oh, you guys are being unfair. The mech design's kind of cool because like the G-Savior suit itself is pretty cool, but it's actually... Fucking legitimately one of the worst not only Gundam things, but one of the worst fucking robot things of all time It's worse than iRobot. Okay, that, that that's harsh because oh, I like iRobot, but like you know what I mean? Like it's bad It's like 90% a bad romance fucking movie where the I, I'm plagiarizing a, a Review that I read at this point. So nobody act like this is my original thought. Okay I, I don't remember who to attribute to this, but I, I didn't write this but it's like 90% fucking a, a bad romance film where literally this, like, the next scene after the two characters that, like, are supposed to be, like, together meet, they start making out and shit. They have their first kiss and whatever. There's no fucking chemistry between them whatsoever. It's fucking terrible. It's gross. And it's like 10% a really fucking bad, horrible, late 90s CGI robot film. So it was telling me when the inevitable sequel to Anime Games, the video just dropped here, watch it last uh, couple of weeks ago, um, in the form of anime films happens, this should be one of them. Oh my god, I just gave you a gift on accident. But it's not a gift, Adam. Damn Do right. not look at it as a gift, <laughs> for it will take your soul. It's not a G-savior, it's a G-devil. I've already been considering doing that video anyway, because the, uh, the live-action Death Notes, plural, have been something I've wanted to rip on for so long. Particularly the second Japanese one because I love it's it. so bad. <laughs> so um, <laughs> the fucking ending. I, the fucking oh ending. My oh my god. god. I love the fucking second one uh, so much because so not only does it not it's fucking so go into the near bad. shit, uh, fucking spoilers, uh, L wins. L fucking wins! Yeah. Uh, so L saved the world's trash. Spoilers for, a I, I have spoilers for a 20 year old adaptation, which everyone fucking hates. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, the, so the first two had actually quite a bit of fans, and there was a lot of yeah, like, uh, hype like stuff them. behind it. Like, there was legitimate fans of it, because it was like, I forget his name, but he was a legitimate mm -hmm. horror director and all that. And I legitimately liked the, the first two. Uh, like, you know. It wasn't Junji Ito, was it? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Uh, there was a lot of issues with him, of course. Like, but like, as far as adaptations go, I, I was relatively uh, okay with it, especially uh, with uh, Light and L's <coughs> actors. I just uh, fucking loved them. Uh, Kenichi Matsumiya for L, and I forget what what is he was in Battle Royale. What's his name? Tetsuya Fujiwara. Yeah, I. Oh, it's Araki. It was uh, Tetsuya Araki. Yeah. Yeah. I, I. No, wait. That's the that's the animated film. What am I on about? It's Visions of a God. Yeah. I, I, and I, I love those Death two in their performance. But the the third film, Dude. L Changed the World, where it's a fucking fan fiction where L finds some kid named Nier who's not the same Nier as in the series, and then does some weird shit, and then runs like this, uh, down an, an airline thing. <laughs> and then it, it was the, the worst thing ever, and that's actually a legitimately hilarious movie to watch uh, because it's so bad it's good to me. Yeah. Oh, it's, oh it's, the it's director. Harder, by the way, it's um his name is uh, Shusuke uh, Kaneko, and he is actually best known for the Kameko, yeah. thank you. Best known for the Gamera films, the nineties Gamera. Gamera, 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 Gamera. 
Yeah, he also did uh, Attack of the Giant Monsters, Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah, as well as um, some co-director stuff for Godzilla Final Wars. So it looks like he's best known for that kind of thing. Um, he's done a few random drama films, which has earned him a lot of praise. Uh, but yeah, we, like, I wanted to do the Death Note films. I wanted to do the Netflix Death Note because how did you fuck up casting Willem Dafoe as? Uh, oh, that's how. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I've also wanted to do the um, the fucking what should I call it? What JoJo's part is it? Part four? Yeah, it's a live action part four. Yeah, like what? which I know nothing about JoJo, so it'll be funnier. I think funnier if I just go into it like what the fuck? Um, Dragon Ball: The Magic Begins, which we've now watched. Um, god, watched oh my that god, Master Roshi's fucking dance, man! Oh, Master Roshi fuck is the me. best fucking thing about it. Yeah. Oh, oh Magic Cloud! Oh my fucking god, that was the <laughs> best. Show me pretty I girls. Oh my god, man, have you seen that? Yeah. Have you seen the Master Roshi yeah, dance? Yeah. So I... fucking um, back when I was growing up and shit, when we had Razor flip phones and shit, I used to go on like Wappedia or some shit. It was like you know back when WAP was like the web standard for mobile browsers and shit. And I like yeah, before it was wet ass pussy. Y- yeah, before it was yeah. wet ass pussy. And fucking, I would go through and I would just read Wikipedia like before I'd go to bed and stuff and like discover things and stuff. And that's when I discovered all the live action adaptations of Dragon Ball. And I fucking pirated all that shit on Mega Upload. And I fucking watched all that shit as a kid. It was amazing. Yeah, flyer flyer showed it to us, um, and that was just oh, was fucking best fantastic. Night. We were just ripping on it the whole fucking time. It must have been when you were in Brazil, but like it was it. To quote, oh my Rit, god, to quote Rip, fucking Goku looked like a Jersey suburban mom. It was amazing. <laughs> Yamcha was fantastic. That that thing was so shit, but so good. Um, I want I want to kill that bird. There was another one as well I wanted to do. Uh, fucking. It'll come to me, it'll come to me, it'll come to me. Not Dragon Ball Evolution, I hope. No, the Bleach! Bleach! Bleach is live action! Is it live action Bleach? Yeah, it's garbage. Yeah. Oh, it's straight garbage. Okay, actually, rewind. There's a live action part four. Yeah. Yeah. Is it official? Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's WB. Japan. And it's shit. Yeah, it's not good. Here's the thing with Japanese cinema, a lot of people don't understand, is that a lot of the actors are still very much trained to be on stage, rather than to be on camera. So a lot of the acting you get in these things is very over the Body. top. Yeah. yeah, which is why, when it comes to a lot of Japanese cinema, um, unless it's like overtly trying to be crazy, it tends to kind of fall on its face. Unless they're casting amateurs. Like, the yeah. reason why some of the more popular J-horror films work is because they intentionally cast amateurs. Well, I know Korean. I, I know in mm. Korean TV and Korean acting, they're they're more for TV. Uh, yeah, like like because I've seen K K dramas and K you know videos, and I think there's a lot of genuine humor there. In fact, I think there's a Korean Death Note uh, adaptation, which is is oh, pretty yeah. good. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a comedy uh, drama, and it's actually fairly decent, if I recall. I'm not I'm not 100 certain, but if you want to use that as as a part of your review, you're like. <laughs> Because I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of live action Death Note, like shockingly. I'm I'm not surprised. It's one of those stories that can be adapted infinitely, and yet the anime decided to do it badly. Yes, I said it. The Death Note anime is bad. Yeah. <clears throat> Ooh, did you see me. Ryan was fucking watching Death Note not too long ago for the first time? He was just like, "What is this? Why I is did. this? Why did people like this? This is hilarious. This is bad." It's just so 
overdramatic. <laughs> I think that's what kills the, me every time I try and watch it. Yeah, because like you you said it before, but like the scene with the potato chip, like that is like terrifying and, and strong in the fucking. It's flashing images of genocide and fucking dictators and lightning and blue whales. And I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is this shit? It's it's amazing in the manga because it's just like light is just sitting there so casually yeah. and, and it just it's just he's sitting there doing his homework while murdering several people and it's just like this is a cold fucking calculated killer of a man and and the anime is just like I think an even better contrast between the fucking manga and the anime is in the endings we're fucking in the manga. When fucking, like, Light's found out and shit, Mikami's like, oh, you're not the true Kira, or whatever, and he, like, disowns him or whatever. But then fucking in the anime, he goes insane and starts stabbing himself and fucking, like, And, like, fucking, it's like, what the fuck? It should say a lot when they got Maximum the Hormone to do the theme song. Okay, I can't talk shit about that, though, because that fucking theme song is I can't talk shit about Maximum the Hormone, but, like, do you think Subtle... We've always been there to free them to Do you think Subtle Dark, like, you know, calculates his sociopathic tendencies? Or do you think full-on Leatherface screaming, wielding a chainsaw psychopath, when you think Maximum the Hormone? Oh, when I think Maximum... No, you think full-on Leatherface with a chainsaw screaming No, see, when I think Maximum the Hormone, I think going crazy and having fun. Um, the, exactly. do you remember, okay, I don't know if you got this in, uh, I almost called it Brazil, even though you didn't grow up in Brazil. I don't know if you guys got this in the UK, <laughs> but fucking, um, in, in America on Adult Swim, they, they've had hmm. subtitles for the fucking, um, the Maximum Hormone theme songs in there. And, but the, th the subtitles were not at all actually what they were saying, um, because, yeah, we you know, it, it says in, in the chorus, hey, hey, ningen fucker, ningen sucker. Human fucker, yeah. human sucker, whatever. And it, instead, it has some completely unrelated shit. That I'm yeah. like, and they got away with it. And I'm like, what they got the away fuck with is it on going American on? TV, apparently, <laughs> it was amazing. They um, they got it. They got with American TV because that's what they kind of did it, and not realizing later. Like, no, he was actually saying fucker. But like, so in the UK, it wouldn't matter anyway because they played it on a channel called Propeller, which um, aired anime like that after the watershed. So, like, we got full uncensored, like, Evangelion, we got full uncensored, um, Bleach, we got full uncensored, basically a lot of the stuff just fully uncensored. Oh, so you got to see the cum scene. They, nice. they had a watershed. You got to see the cum So, scene. at the nine o'clock, it was still the fuck on. Uh, yeah, when they had even get end of Evangelion. Yeah. <laughs> I'm they, so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say, like, Shaggy? <laughs> I'm Scoop. I'm so fucked well, I'm up. I'm so fucked up, Scoop. <laughs> <laughs> you racked off, Reggie. Rossica, Reggie. you have to do it, or Velma will have to find it to Evangelion again. Oh, no. No. <laughs> like Scoob, I don't know if I can get the robot. Get in the fucking robot, Reggie. <laughs> I like, I hate you, Scoob. I hate you. <laughs> I'm so fucked up. Yuck. <laughs> that's something I need to. I, that's something I need to watch. Actually, I think that's. I'm gonna make it this year. The year I watch Evangelion. Yes. Okay. That, just hit me up. Hit me up because I'll point you in the right direction. So you need to watch Ava, um, and then you need mm -hmm. to read the Ava manga that is terrible but provides context for something later, um, and then you need to watch Rebuild of Evangelion, uh, all four of them. Which I haven't actually done yet. I have not watched the Rebuild um, because it's because I have refrained. It's, it's like the Blade Runner thing. Yeah, I have refrained from talking. About rebuild movie four specifically. I'm stop clapping. You have to edit this later, dumbass. 
I've been <laughs> I've been refraining from talking about it just to even just avoid at all spoiling it specifically for Adam. Yeah. But also for you. Okay. Because I've never watched, I've never done an Evangelion before. I mean, I've done a Gurren Lagann, and I've done a lot of Gundam lately. I'd be really high on Gundam, but I've never, like, tried an Evangelion before, so I don't really... I feel like it's something I should do with, like, someone who's tried Evangelion before, because I feel like if I do it by myself, I'm not going to like it. I'm not going to have a good time. Watch it with Ali. Okay. Watch it with Ali. Spend every few evenings. Um... Also understand when. But see, with Ale, I have to watch. We're watching Yu-Gi-Oh! GX together. I mean, that, that's my that's my Yu-Gi-Oh! partner. We're going through that together. Yeah, and I can get miserably fucking depressed. Yeah, together after but you don't want your. We play Fire Emblem. We know what you that's don't want like. Consider to go through it at the same time as you, because if they're going through it at the same time as you, they can't guide you properly. Adam is basic fucking exactly. it's basic sitter one hundred and one. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess when 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 you when you have a bit alone time, then instead of cracking one out to uh, June Lovejoy. Uh, you know, you can... I, I introduced Devin to a new porn star, by the way, and he's very grateful. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, you, I realize Xander isn't... Okay. I, <laughs> oh my god. I when, he got sent to Brazil, when he got sent <laughs> yeah. to Brazil, he vanished from the Discord server that we were all in together, too. So we I, have to... I, I, I found... Um, I say I found... I've known about this girl for a, long, a, a while who is... Um, without getting too into that topic... Very much what I am into, and I also recommended her to Devon because Devon also happens to be into this type of thing. Uh, she is a German American girl based out of Japan who used to play. Oh, rugby. okay. Now I know yeah. who you're talking about. And I don't happily, remember porn star names. And now happily runs around Japan with a hat that says Bigfoot is real and he tried to eat my ass. I love that. Yeah. I love that hat. <laughs> and um, let's just say she. Um, She's very much what me and me and me and Devon like. Uh, <laughs> where, where was I going with this again? Oh yeah, instead of I watching really June Love Joy JAV videos in your alone time, you know, watch me even going. Um, but like, when you um watch it, understand two things. Understand that it was made um when Kanex was broke as shit, and that's they do a lot of animation tricks, um particularly in the later episodes. But also understand that this thing was a screen for help. Yes, I, I'm aware of it's it's Anno's depression. Yeah. Like you don't really realize how much of a screen for help it was until at the halfway point, and then you go, yeah. ah. And then you get to um once you've done the series, my recommendation is actually don't go straight to end. Watch Death and Rebirth first. Okay. Then go to end. Because a lot of the things okay. the manga series touches on are kind of I, covered in Death and Rebirth, but in a not in a direct okay. way. Okay. Like See, I'm still uh, okay. Before anything else, I'm still working on, on what I want to watch next. I don't know if I want to start another big series like Evangelion, or if I want to do something bite-sized like Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, oh, oh. Well, Evangelion's that's something I'm I'm ready Evangelion's for. Evangelion's 26 episodes. I know, cool. but like, I feel like that's like a a, a big like I'm going to be invested. It's in mental. It's mentally taxing <laughs> rather than time yeah, taxing. Because like I've been going through I've been going through Gundam and Universal Century Gundam is depressing as all fuck. Okay, but before you stop Universal Century Gundam, very short series that. That is a requirement before you before you move on to Ava. Eighth Mobile Suit Team. It's like twelve episodes. See, but I'm also totally I watched like Gundam the Origin. I'm just like, oh, yeah. So, so Gundam much to the Origin watch. is great, and I also recommended that to you. So I'm not gonna unrecommend it. But if you're gonna move on to something, and like you you can you can move on before going back to Origin. Like the Origin is just like Shar's backstory. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Basically, okay. how he came to commit so many war crimes. I'm yeah, assuming. actually, his first war crime was made when he was five years old. Oh, cool! What did he do? Uh, he taught a rabbit how to love. 
That's a warp. Yeah, one? see, in space. In Zeon, it is. No, no, because they weren't in Zeon yet. They were a uh, fucking. They weren't even an independent colony yet. There was some one that starts with an M that I forget because Moonzo. Yeah. Why do I remember that the colony was called Moonzo? He taught a rabbit how to love, and the Federation was like, fucking non-humans can't love, and they tried to kill the rabbit, and then the rabbit caused an uprising. It was called Rabzon, and that's how Zeon got his, his inspiration. I hate you. Zeon got his inspiration from a yeah, rabbit. Yeah, that, that Shar no. taught how to love, yes. So Shar actually no. inspired Zeon the whole, the whole time. This has been Insert Title Hair Podcast. Thank no. you so much for showing up. It's, 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 it's no. not even been 50 minutes. <laughs> we can't stop now. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Jesus also, Christ. don't read the manga for Ava. Just let me know when you're done with the series and I'll spoil it because the manga sucks. The only thing you really want to cover is Kanji. Yeah. It. That, that, Death and Rebirth covers it better. Well, there's a, there's a difference with... The, um, the mis- uh, hit, hit this guy. Um... Brain? The classmate? Uh, no. Um. Karu? Yes. How the fuck did you know what I was talking about pointing at hair? You were pointing at your head, and the only thing I know about Ava is that his head fucking explodes. The, yes! Damn it! Oh, yes! Okay, yeah, but they handle him differently, and uh, that's important for rebuild. Because rebuild's like, yeah, so. You know how your sister was obsessed with Evangelion and you had to hear about everything about the series that you allegedly hated at the time? Yeah. Congratulations, motherfucker. You understand everything and you watch this fourth film. I was like, oh my god, everything makes sense. Fuck you. Why is this brilliant? Because Hideaki Anno has something that we can never have. The plan? I have depression all the time. <laughs> Try again. Not depression. A Godzilla film under his belt? Not just that. A common writer film under his belt. He knows how. No, you fucking shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, he knows how to be productive and depressed. We just but... know how to be depressed. He do be right. Yeah. Like that's that's a that's a damn good skill to have. But he also He's he right. also grew up in an environment where he like had to be productive and depressed. You know, like okay. Obviously, we do in America as well. We can't just, like, take a day off of work and fucking be sad and shit because, you know, capitalism, blah, 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 not political podcast, whatever. But, like, the work environment is different uh, over there compared to where it is here. Oh, Japan, um, yeah, And then fucking way the animation industry as well is a giant fucking seeping, soul-crushing cesspit. And, like, you, you have to want to die to work in the animation industry. It's... That's why I had to stop being an animator, because it made me want to die even more than I already want to. (laughs) He came from Studio Ghibli as well, so the pressure I can imagine him having going to a studio like Gainax, a smaller studio, who are basically pinning their hopes on whatever he came up with. Like, um, he did a lot of the animation for, um, uh, is it Nasuka Valley of the Wind? Yeah, Nasuka. I think so. And he also did a lot of the animations for um, the other ones around that time, I forget. I think he may have also worked on Kiki's delivery service, or I might be playing out of my ass. I know, like, he did a lot of those. Yeah, I think I think uh, you're right about the Kiki's thing. Um, he also in. did a robot series before Ava that I forget. Mm. But yeah, he. Um, oh, uh, is that is it that um, uh, the 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 oh fuck, it's in Super Robot Wars X. My, it's gonna drive me fucking insane. Hold on, I know what it is. Hold on, uh. I just realized uh, Devin, wa- Devin watches it. He might finally understand the waifu wars. I will 20 never goddamn join years. you. You killed my father. 
20 goddamn years and it's still Xander, going on. Xander, it's almost 30 fucking years. Well, when it is 30 years, 30 I'll change years the phrase to 30 years. It's 27 years right now. Nadia, Secret of Blue Water? That's the one. That's where he worked on, yeah. What's the series? That's the movie. That's the movie. It's a Ghibli. He, um, yeah, no, he did a lot of the animation, particularly for Nasuka, he did, like, the big stuff. He was, he kind of cut his teeth, like, in that kind of, like, the big animation for the big stuff. Yeah. There, it's part of the reason I think he got the Godzilla job, because he, underst he understands size and scale. Do I have well. brain damage from the Brazilian Bam Bam, or did he also do a magical girl thing? I he have did. no idea. He did. I forget what it's called, though. Isn't it huge now? I f like, the franchise itself? He, yeah, yeah, I just can't remember what it was. Uh, episode 32, okay. Xander is gay for Hideaki Anno. <laughs> yeah, episode so, 32, uh, we're all gay for Hideaki Anno. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no, I was right. I was, uh, uh, yeah, this is this Nadia's Secret of the Blue Water. Or, uh, sorry, The Secret of Blue Water came out in 1990. So yeah, that was, that was before... Cutie um, Honey. Okay. Cutie that Honey, that's it. That's it. That is him, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And Gunbuster. That was the mech one. I love Gunbuster. Go. He did Gunbuster and Cutie Hungy. Hung Hungy? Cutie Hungy! <laughs> Cutie Hungy! Hungy over here! You better get some 99 cent tacos here at Taco Jack's! That's right! This fucking podcast now sponsored by Taco Jack! You hungry? So am I! Let's go! Let's go to the store! You know how much money you got? I don't know how much money I got! I spent it all on heroin, but I guarantee you, whatever you got, it's enough for some tacos at. Taco Jacks! Oh yeah! Imagine you do a snack run after this. Talk to wife and be like, hey, I'm hungry. I'll do a snack run. You win? <laughs> oh yeah. I've been good. I've been doing a lot of push ups and stuff. I've lost a lot of weight. I just like, I just want a, I just want a snack run. Good. Oh, check check. Mm. You see it? Check it out. I see it. You, you guys can't, the, for the audio listeners, you can't see it. However, I am currently flexing my pecs. Flex those titties for I me. God damn. With, I can do it with both. It's so funny now because I can do it with both. I used to be able to do it with one. I'm like recording before we for Devin and Zana's like, hey, I was like, I can do it with one. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, with both. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> February <laughs> fucked me out of all my money. So I've been, I, I, I've been not eating. <laughs> oh, that's, that's not good. good. That's I've been bad. Working, that's I've been bad. working from home. So I've been saving money weirdly. Do you know how much fucking money you save working from home? Yeah, isn't it nice? Load. A metric fuckload. Oh load. my God. I'm particularly with the price of gas. Like for the first time in like a month, my gas lights come on in the car. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Tell yeah. took out a small loan. Yeah, I I am I I've been trying to not drive if I can help it. I went out today to get some stuff, but tomorrow is just like nope, staying home, walking anywhere else. I went out today because I had to go get some allergy meds, and I also got wife some flowers because, you know, happy life, happy wife. Um, yeah. uh, and I my light came on. I'm like crap. I got to go to Lehigh Valley tomorrow. I gotta go to that. So oh, it's gonna suck, but eh, whatever. It's fine. It's not a big deal. Because the thing is, though, like, it's not like before where I was driving to an office, you know. Because that was a tank of gas every week or so. I can imagine doing that now. I'd be like, oh, God. Like, so I don't drive a particularly inefficient car. You know, I'm getting about 30 miles to the gallon. But I'm still just imagining, like, oh, God, how much that adds up real fast. I've never been allowed to drive a car in my life, so I have no measure of understanding for what any of you are talking about right now. I fall asleep on the bus. So for mileage, for, for mileage, Xander, um, Devin, what would you say the average, 
the average hatchback does in mileage, like 25-ish miles to the gallon, you'd say? It, it, it depends, really, on the vehicle itself. I mean, like, my car, mm. Uh, mm. highway, I get, like, 35, 40, that's, maybe. That's, that's right, yeah. Yeah, I, but, highway, like, city, I get, I get, like, 25, so. Yeah, I would say highway, I can get about the same. Yeah, keep in mind, I'm driving a bigger vehicle than you are, however... I also will not drive with the heated seats on all the time, like my mother-in-law does, and then bitch then whines her hybrid doesn't get the mileage she wants. So I'm like, yeah, turn your heated seats off. Why'd I do that? Come on! Use your fucking brain. Um, or like other stuff like that. But yeah, um, so Xander, each of those things that cost right now $4 and whatever it is cents right now, that's a gallon. So, so it's you can imagine again. for... Yeah, it's 2008 yeah. again, basically. Um, it, it, I, this, not a, not a political podcast, not a political podcast, not a political podcast. Um, this might last a bit longer though. Yeah. Depending on so, how things go. okay. Not a political Hashtag podcast. Not a political, not a political podcast. podcast. Hashtag not a political podcast. Also, I hate the topic of gas. I hate that literally every fucking time I, I turn my goddamn corner, it's a bunch of fucking, fucking people complaining about gas. However, comma. We're a podcast and we're allowed to complain about it. Um, so I saw this thing where in 2008 for the same price per gallon, it was like $126 a barrel. And right now it's $108 a barrel. And yet we're still paying more per fucking gallon than we did back then. And that it's actually not that much of a crisis. And it's actually the oil companies using their leverage to try to fucking get a bunch of regulations released in order to increase their profits and for their shareholders because shareholders... Or the companies are legally obligated to fucking make all this profit and to guarantee higher returns and revenues to the shareholders because the way of our fucking system works. Legally obligated, as in can actually be taken to fucking court and sued and taken down by their shareholders and all that shit. And so now they're using a crisis that we're not talking about because uh, the NFT boys blocked that me and that's more important. Um, and fucking... The crisis does have a bit of bearing on it because... That one of the involved parties is the world's yes, second largest yes, producer there, of crude oil, but, and now we can't get things. Yeah, from them. but there are a lot and of like, other oh. solutions about it. If it wasn't the profit incentive and it wasn't the legal obligation for it, we could figure out ways around it, which is what, is what I'm getting at. Mm. There is, there is a crisis, yes, and it's being exploited by the same people who always exploit it, and just like 2008, I'm afraid. That they're not only going to get away for it, with it, but they're also going to get the permits they want and the regulations they want taken back because they own everything because they are the government, pretty much. Yes, well, yeah, it's really bad about this as well. The chip shortage is going to get a shitload worse, and it's already pretty bad because um, uh, one of the parties involved happens to be the world's largest producer of copper. Yeah. And what are we Hinksings made out yep. of? Copper. There's also a lot of other so, uh, logistical in, shit in one of in the parties involved. Um, wow, we're really fucking brushing around be, that topic. Also <laughs> happens to, yeah, also happens to be the largest producer of neon. Yep. So good luck getting part of your gases needed for your chips. Um, one of them also happens to have recently found a huge supply of silicon, which is arguably one of the reasons why the other one said, hey, let's go over there and take over. So, yeah, uh, thanks for to get a PlayStation 5 at Christmas this year or next year. Speaking of PlayStation 5, it's been a year to the day since uh, Devin got one. You cunt. How do you know that? 
because I have time. Time hop. Oh. Fun fact: It's not worth it right now. Yeah, it's oh. not worth having. Because right I can now. get some mega penis on fucking PC and PS4. I don't need yep. a PS5. Like, yeah. like the only game I can think about that's like exclusive and on it and worth it is like Ratchet and Clank, right? Like the rest yes. of it is mostly on PS4 yes. as well. That's it, and that's even if you like Ratchet yeah. and Clank, which I don't have history with that series, so it's yeah. not worth it. But for see, me. even if you don't have history with the series, uh, the the bitch can get it. So I, I would buy that if I had a PS5. That's for sure. Like, well, I'm not buying it. I don't have an interest in it. PS5. Isn't the new Horizon? Isn't the new no. Horizon game also on PS5? It's also on PS4. Yeah, and I have no interest in that either. Oh, it's also yeah, on PS4. It's, it's cross gen. Then why are the developers that like? Then why are also why? Why are the developers that like a bunch of bitches? What do you then? mean? So, the Horizon team has notoriously uh, released their games in the same window of another game that overshadowed it and did better than it. Um, Breath of the Wild being the infamous one for the last time. I think they released yeah. the same day or like two days before. Yeah, so they, they released right before Breath of the Wild, and uh, more people were just playing Breath of the Wild, justifiably, because it's the first Zelda in its you know form, that's the way it is. Um, also, it's a very long time between the last Zelda, and also Zelda was the better yeah. game. Yeah, and so basically they got blown the fuck out of the water with sales, and didn't it didn't do as good as it could have, so there's a lot of copium involved with it. And this new one came out, and what came out not even a week later... I Elden think it was Ring. actually the same day. Yeah, Elden Was Ring. it the same day? I thought it was like a week. No, uh, was, no, like no a you're part. right. It was, like a, it was like a week later. It was like a week later. Yeah. Elden, Ring, Elden Ring fucking drops the game that people have been hype as shit for. And it, it's blowing the fuck out of the water. And the devs are like upset because it's like, well, the UI is not even that good. Or, oh, well, you know, it's blah, 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 blah. Get just a, they're just salty okay. about well, it. Well, here's and, the thing, devs. Um, and You're going to take this as a personal attack, but hopefully you'll never hear this because, you know, who the, who the fuck gives a shit? But fucking, um, your art style is the fuck ugliest I've ever seen in a fucking goddamn modern day AAA game. All your fucking human beings look like fucking goddamn armatures of fucking weird fucking amalgamations. Of like, you, you try to fucking add all these stupid little details to it, this graphical fidelity, and that's fine. You can focus on that. But your art style, your people look like shit. They look like fucking gross yep. fucking, like, patchy fucking, like, weird textures fucking amalgamating and morphing to try to give the sense of realism that it makes them fucking look dead inside. What's her name? Aloy? I want to pronounce it Alloy, but everybody's like Aloy. Like the game says Aloy. They say Aloy. Like who the, who the fuck makes a goddamn Islander looking game and then pronounces it Aloy? First of all, you fucking weird fucking fetishizing bastards right there on that one. Cut that, cut that, cut that. Uh, fucking, um, but fucking, um... Keep it, keep but, it. Keep but, it. But fucking, <laughs> keep it. The no, art style right. fucking sucks. And, like, I understand that before this game came out, there was this dumb fucking controversy about, oh, she's ugly or whatever, by some fucking dumb incels. No, it was the yeah. weird thing. Was, uh, there was that, let those me two be things. Clear. There was one before where someone photoshopped her. To be let me be clear. A supermodel that looks so Let me be clear. Stupid. Yeah, 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 that face, let that face. Let me be clear. <laughs> I do not. She looks too pretty I do not smiled. like that argument. That person is stupid. Uh, that is not the argument yeah. I'm making here. For a person in that universe, she looks fine. The art style is fucking ugly. It's not fucking distinct. It looks like every other fucking Ubisoft game that's ever been fucking released. When I see the UI of this fucking game, I'm like, oh, did Ubisoft make a Monster Hunter clone? That's what your game fucking looks like, okay? 
It does. I thought it was a Monster Hunter and clone. And I'm so fucking sick of it. Everybody's like, this is the new standard for how games should be. And she's glitching out through the fucking floor. She can't even fucking keep her walk fucking cycle. Every single fucking one of these stupid fucking games has the same fucking camera angle as The Last of Us. It's an open world The Last of Us with an indistinct art style that's ripping off Monster Hunter and the Ubisoft fucking design me mechanic. Of course Elden Ring fucking beat that. I don't even fucking like Souls games. I'm not buying Elden Ring, yeah, but boy. I've seen... That fucking shit, just offhandedly, and great. I'm like, I would rather <laughs> fucking play that game. I don't like Breath of the Wild, but I played that fucking game longer than I did the fucking first Horizon game because it fucking did the idea of an open world game better than that fucking boring dribble mm -hmm. did. I'm tired of the same fucking generic bullshit over and over. Stop making Far Cry. Yep. I hate Far Cry. Stop fucking making Far Cry. Every game's Far Cry. It's... It's also been kind of funny because the uh, it's been a couple of the devs on that team, and every single time they say something and they bitch and whine, they ultimately play their hand uh, too hard, and people see what their true intentions are. Yep. So, of course, because a Souls game just came out, the difficulty argument must come up, even though this is probably the easiest one to date, and this one does actually, believe it or not, give you a form of tutorial, but I'm not going to get into that because it does it very well and doesn't do it in two handhold either way. It just gets up and says, go, do what you want to do, have fun. Um, it, it, for the record, Xander, it takes up the Breath of the Wild approach where basically says, okay, here's a little tutorial and fuck off, have fun. We'll see you in like yeah, 40 hours. Here's for the some final weird boss. guy good, who gives good, you a thingy good. and then he just disappears after you complete yep. the thing and you're like, is that guy even alive? And then it's just not important anymore. Nah, okay. don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. Go, 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 kill. Go, go, go kill the dragon. Um, like, they played their card, and one of them said something so stupid, which just, it was so Hang paper Hang on, before you thin, say it, before you say it, can I guess about? it? Can I guess it? Is it go, racist? Go for it, go for it, go for it. No. Oh, it's actually. not something like a Japanese game, or Japanese developers, or something like that? No, no, no. that would be, that would be way too easy. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. What this motherfucker said, and it was the same guy who was bitching about the UI, because... Yeah, Horizon's UI is so groundbreaking. You didn't just copy the one from Uncharted. Um, this guy was bitching and whining that the uh, game's difficulty was too hard for disabled people. To which, of course, as always happens, a bunch of disabled people came out and said, the fuck are you on about? We will just use a different controllers, we'll use different input methods, because difficulty is less a thing about skill and more a thing about input, which we've gone over this topic before. And he kind of went, oh, well, this is what, you know, we, we, we want to add it so everyone can play. And we will add easy modes and infinite life modes. And they went basically entirely under his hands. And as soon as someone said, so are you trying to say that disabled people can only play baby games? He prompted his account. So yeah, he kind of played his whole hands there. So that's exactly what he thinks of disabled people playing video games. You should only be able to play baby mode. I don't even and fucking necessarily disagree with that dumbass on that point. There are certain fucking disabilities where, no matter the input method, yeah, it would be cool to have that kind of shit in there. The entire argument itself ha is no longer about fucking disabled people anymore. It stopped being about fucking disabled people once a bunch of fucking games journalists decide to fucking argue with a bunch of fucking Nazis on the goddamn internet about it every single fucking time one of these games comes out. It's literally both fucking sides of the argument at this point. No fucking disabled person is being fucking listened to in this argument anymore. Nobody gives a shit about disabled people. It's a bunch of fucking people posturing for a bunch of fucking stupid fucking marketing shit so that way they can act like their game is fucking goddamn fucking revolutionary because it has an infinite life fucking mode in it versus fucking a bunch of guys who are like, mmm, 
you're fucking like not experiencing the game the way it's intended. If the developer doesn't want to fucking put an easy mode in the game, they don't have to fucking put an easy mode in the game. That's their fucking right. That's their vision. Shut the fuck it up. Appreciated, it's appreciated Yes. It's appreciated, especially for people who, no matter the input method, might still have difficulties with the fucking way the game works because maybe they don't fucking have some limbs. There's some just weird shit. You know, not everybody's the same. Not every solution works for everybody. It's nice to have a variety of fucking situations. However, the people advocating for fucking the easy mode aren't the fucking people who need the fucking easy mode. And that's what's frustrating here. Because now the only fucking sides of the argument I ever fucking hear from anymore are fucking self-righteous assholes who are like, hmm, I'm, before this game comes out, I'm going to be smug and fucking talk about how, uh, prepare for all the people to talk about getting good out there. And then the other people fucking who just want to fucking start shit with other fucking people on the internet just like, hmm, oh, fucking, I'm just gonna fucking pile drive my way through here and be the loudest voice so that way people who actually want to have a nuanced discussion about this topic can't be fucking heard anymore. Shut What's fuck up, please! <laughs> What's even more frustrating is they'll keep going, like, long after the argument's done, and even after a game's been out for a couple of years, they'll just keep going with it. Like, Doom Eternal's you know, a great example of that, because that game shit with a baby mm -hmm. mode. That game shit with some phenomenal uh, aim assist for controller users. That game shit with a billion different input options. That game <laughs> shit with a thousand drivers I, on it for the PC port. So if you want to use a thousand controllers, you can. Yeah. And no, people I, still bitch and whine going, the Marauder is too hard and should be removed from the game. And I'm like, what My favorite thing that I saw about that was the guy that was complaining about the flamethrower. It's like, it's like there should be a flamethrower in the game. There should be an option to turn it off. And Doom's response was basically, my brother, you're the one pressing the buttons. Yeah, it's just right. Like, yeah, it's just, for, you, get, you get armor out of it. Just, yeah, but they're just like, yeah. they're saying like this weapon's too OP that should be removed. And they're telling them, like, okay, you don't have yeah. to use it. Uh, I was going to bring up Doom Eternal as an example. So thank you, Adam, for the perfect yeah. segue. I still haven't played. I need to finish only, Doom. Because like, what, what not gets... What gets me as well is that I'm I'm seeing so many disabled people on Twitter play through like Elden Ring and stuff, and what they're doing is smart. They're not forcing like they either using alternative control methods or they're playing the game smartly. They're basically slow uh, in some cases slowing combat down or using. They've thought, okay, well maybe I'm not the greatest in reaction time, so let me build a ranged build or let me use a magic build or let me go for like I've been playing it. I I like the upfront combat stuff, but I've also been doing the summoning bell stuff. So I have like a pack of wolves. I need yeah. a name for my. And moves. that's and that's part of the so argument to me is that like, it's really like smart. because you can play it differently, to like accommodate for that yeah, disability isn't necessarily like a solution to that because like, Doom Eternal again, great example. Not only does it have all mm -hmm. these amazing accessibility options built into the game like color correction, all that stuff, the things he was talking about, it also has yeah. the different difficulty levels, and it doesn't fucking shame you for fucking playing one of the difficulty easier difficulty levels so instead of having to adjust no. your play style to account for your disability you can still get in there and you can still be the doom slayer and you can still rip and tear and not have to worry about the fact that yeah. you just came home to have some fucking fun and your fucking goddamn neurological disorder won't let your fingers work in the proper way you know yeah see my argument here's my argument um I want there to be easy mode in video games because A, I like the world and I like the lore, and B, I don't want to stress myself out while playing. Like, I'll admit, I get easily frustrated. Like, yeah, if something does. You're the opposite of me. Because yeah, you can watch me play Elden Ring and I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, I, I will watch you play Elden Ring and I'll enjoy it, but like, if I were to play Elden Ring, I get so mad I would just spike my, my I don't know, my monitor or something because that shit just frustrates the shit out of me. And that's yeah. just that's just how I am. Like I'm trying to be better about it. I'm trying to work out my frustration, and 
uh, playing Master Duel has been helping, but I will still go off on a tangent and just tear somebody and do, you know, yeah. virtual asshole when I get frustrated. Um, because it's just, here's the thing. Like I can take an Ash Blossom. That's fine. I can take a Maxi. That's fine. But when you start doing like five hand traps in a row and you build a board in the gates and I can't do anything oh, at that point, so I get a wee bit gosh. frustrated. I get a wee bit frustrated and, and I get that's how modern Yu-Gi-Oh is. That's fine. But I will get frustrated. Okay. There's no, there's no lie to that. And that's why it is in a, in a world without multiplayer where I don't have to deal with that kind of shit in a single player environment, I don't mind there being an easy mode. Like I can play through games on normal. There are games I can play through on hard. I mean, like I, I am, I am so technically above what I used to be playing Spider-Man that I can only play on the hardest difficulty. I'm the same way with Kingdom Hearts. I have to play those on yeah. the hardest difficulties because I played them so much. But I'm like that with Evil Four at this point. Yeah, that too. But like, I would like to have the opportunity to play through these games at a lower difficulty like i'm not good at bloodborne i'm trying with bloodborne and i get so frustrated with bloodborne and i stopped playing bloodborne in fact i was streaming it and then i stopped because i got frustrated Bloodborne's so like, probably not a great example because with that there's a very clear difficulty curve and it's mm -hmm. odd because it starts at the hardest it'll ever be like once you get past like the boss triage of blood soap beast uh vicar amelia and um uh, the fucking third one. Um, Gascoigne? The, the game... Oh, Gascoigne, thank you. The game actually gets significantly easier because those three force you to use a certain mechanic. And if you haven't mastered that mechanic, the game will call you on it, particularly Gascoigne. Which compliments to Devin, by the way. He actually beat Gascoigne in the second try. Like, Devin actually went to Gascoigne and just went, all right, bitch. Because he was parrying everything. He went, this is the coolest thing on the planet. I can parry the pistol. <laughs> and so when Gascoigne did his shit, he's like, ah, fuck you. I think it was the blood, the Bloodstar Beast is kind of way he went. All right, uh, I'm done. Um, um, I'm I got done here. Cause that's, yeah, I kept, that's, I kept summoning, I kept summoning the familiar and, and was running around him. I think I killed him though, didn't I? Uh, was it the Bloodstar Beast or Vicar Amelia? You got, you got to, and you're like, I, uh, I didn't oh get to Vicar Amelia. I maybe I'm stuck at the Bloodstar Beast because I'm just frustrated. Bloodstar with that. Beast is the poison. I got so pissed off at the Bloodstar yeah. Beast that I call started. I started calling it the big stupid bitch. Just, I mean, yeah, no, the Blood Beast is a pain in the ass because it's got its poison, but the thing with those games is, you don't understand. Um, the big problem is that they intentionally have such a deep combat system that you can go in any direction for, because it's kind of trying to encourage you without saying, hey, go do this, to try different things out, fuck around, find out, but in the best way rather than the Philadelphia way. And I think this is part of the reason where Elden Ring succeeds more so than the previous games they've done. Because with Ring, it straight up just gives you a few different items to get going. Even if you pick a different build, you know, like the, the, the a bear, different base build, I should say. It gives you all these items off the get-go. Like, I've never mucked around with magic much in a Souls game before, yet, off the bat, hey, here's a summoning bell. Summon some familiars, summon some wolves or the jellyfish or whatever. And it's trying to say, hey, feel free to experiment. Go nuts. Just go completely haywire. And... That's the thing with these games. They require a bit more than... It's kind of like... I think the best example I can give to it is... Did you guys ever play Batman on the NES no. back in the day? No. Okay, so the big thing with that game... It's effectively... Think Ninja Gaiden... But you're Batman. Same kind of deal, right? Now, this thing doesn't just require you to master the, uh, the movement of that game... Which is some wall jumpy type thing like Ninja Gaiden does... It also requires you to master pretty much all of the special weapons you can pick up. Otherwise, the bosses are going to ruin you. There is no easy mode. There is no straightforward mode. However, there is unlimited continues. 
Gonna sound real familiar to a Souls game in a minute. Um, now, I always get to the second to last boss before I just, my brain breaks. And it's the right before the Joker. And I bring this up because the game is always, always trying to tell you something non-verbally. And that's what the Souls games and From Software titles in general are very, very good at. They're always trying to tell you, hey, mess around. Like, right before you get to Vicar Amelia, her big weakness is fire, right? So what, it's, what it does before then, it puts a bunch of enemies, not necessarily right next to her, but in the general vicinity, that drop fire paper. That's what it's trying to tell you. It's trying to say, hey, check these things out, investigate them, use fire. And the problem is, with a lot of these Souls games compared to games that was before, the amount of people that pick up an item and don't go in their inventory and read the description of it, and I know I'm definitely guilty of this, to understand what it does, is too astoundingly high. And that's because a lot of games these days, when you pick something up, it'll give you a little blurb at the bottom there saying. Now, you could argue that's a UX thing. You could argue that's a thing. However, I was thinking about it more, and I'm like, have I ever played like a first-person shooter game? Or a uh, an RPG in modern times, like particularly like Final Fantasy 13, or even like a little bit like before them, the Dragon Quest games that have done that. We pick up an item, and it has actually explicitly told you what it does then and there. Or we had to go in the inventory to see what it does. And the answer is no. No, now I think about it. So the argument really more comes from with uh, why these games are so hard and why people want easy mode. And it's not that they need an easy mode. It's that they need what Elden Ring has, which is a tutorial of some kind, which will teach you the movement that, mechanics. Because the second you got the hang of the rolling, that's, you're solved. Big secret about the Souls games, all the bosses are on 4x4 timing. So as soon as you get that through your head, you're like, uh, that makes That sense. doesn't solve the mechanical difficulty of the game itself. You can still be complex and still let the player have a fucking selectable difficulty. You can still account for that. You can let them make more mistakes. There's no argument yes, against yeah. that. If, like if the you item want, thing, the not really reading your inventory, want, yeah. that's, not, that's not the issue here. The issue is purely a mechanical thing in these fucking Dark Souls games. Again, I'm, a, no, I'm on the standpoint that says that the, fucking, the, game. If the dev wants to make it hard, fuck it. They can make it hard. They don't have to fucking do anything about it. But like... Making an easy mode doesn't ruin the What's game. My point, it's though? still just as deep. If you if you read the if you read the items it picks up and you're looking and say, okay, maybe I have this hand issue and I can't roll as fast. Let me find a ranged set that will slow the combat down and make things slow down so we can go one on one. Maybe I can use a mage set which will slow enemies down, give them some kind of slowing effect, and then go for it. It's still Don't ignoring the issue at hand. If you decide you want to roll, no, it's completely addressing the issue at hand because what that's saying is play the fucking game, read the fucking shit. And realize that's not oh, the argument. Actually ways the to argument's in here. not. I don't know what these there's items. Ways to get past do. this. The mechanical difficulty of the game. Yeah, then use magic. Oh then use magic and slow the game this down is why to I your hate speed. This argument. Well, because it's mostly put by people who want to get their stupid fucking reviews up on Metacritic. As no, fast it's as they fucking can. not. No, I. It I, really no, it isn't. It doesn't is. hurt anybody really to go. Hey, is. this could use a fucking selectable difficulty level. Like, I love the insanity on fucking Mass Effect. It's some of the hardest fucking shit ever, and I love that. Again, if we're going to talk about games that we like being hard. But I didn't start the fucking series on insanity. I started at a lower thing that allowed me to make more mechanical mistakes and then build up over time, and then I fucking love the, yeah. the harder, like, tactical stuff of it. Like I agree, I agree with with what you're both saying here, and not to, not to be like the middleman. No, but we're, but we're both making man, valid points, so that's, like, that's a fair point. Yeah. So, so I agree with the fact that Xander is correct, and there should be a option to lower the mechanical difficulty of a game. But I also agree with the fact that Adam is saying that there are options in the game itself 
to make things easier at the level yeah, it's I- at. Because um, there are a lot of games that will do that. Like, um, I'm trying to think of another one that comes to mind that, that doesn't really have a, a adjustable difficulty itself. But I know I've played one recently that, that had that... Um, my brain is not my brain is fried though i mean one could say even fighting games recent fighting games have that because there's with the onset there's of a, auto combos there's always a cat to slow things down as well like even yeah. like marble 3 like Viscount's a great example this the guy who won the first Marble 3 tournament i forget what he has in his hand but it's basically degenerative that his hand is basically kind of cramping to the point he's not able to use it much mm-hmm. as he gets older um the, what's the team he used it was hagger um phoenix and someone else point is because he he would he slowed the game down to the point mm. that he could control the flow of the match and take control right the man won fucking evo yeah like so so but that's that that's one thing but another thing i was gonna say was there's also the option of like auto combos like a lot of fighting games nowadays will have the option to just mash square to put out a combo mash triangle to put out a combo mash circle to put out a combo like dragon ball yeah. has that um and then you so does the persona combo, yeah. yeah and so does persona 4 arena and to compensate for it well it makes doing the combos easier it makes it to where the combo doesn't do as much damage as it would be if you did it its natural There's way. There's a selectable difficulty so, in the fucking can, training mode. When, when, what about competitive when you start playing other people? Like, is that the fuck yeah, I was saying yeah. when you're playing with but other I'm people. What I'm saying in order to start mode. out the game, like, the it's the example. same argument I'm making about the Souls games. You have the selectable difficulty to get yourself familiar with the controls so that you're not immediately getting bodied yeah. by the CPU. And then you build yourself up. And then you're competitive as you start to learn the things more and you branch out. Not everybody's going to want to be competitive. Yeah. So then, like Devin's saying, the auto combo system comes in. So that way they can just kind of coast on that, enjoy the game, and then when they're done, they're done. Yeah. So And that's why I think it's a great thing that they added, because that way you still get to experience it. Like, will people complain about mashing? Yes. Is that an inherent thing about fighting games? Yes. Oh, people yeah. were mashing fucking all the way back in goddamn Street Fighter 2. Don't pretend that they weren't. Fucking punch um, guilty gears yeah, blank loops. Yeah. <laughs> I will, exactly. So, you know, just people are going to mash. Why not reward them for it at a certain point so they can enjoy the game? Like, if you if it's so if it's easy to read the mashing, then read the mashing, five head. You can do it. Like, Killer Instinct did it great because if you tap light, you'd get an auto combo. It would do the same damage as a regular one. However, because of how that game's uh, combo breaker mechanic works, mm-hmm. the second you, you tell this guy's auto comboing, call him on it, combo breaker. And they got double the stun for having a light comp, a uh, what you call it, broken. I think they got it was regular stun the first time, double the stun the second time. I think it was like the same double stun the third time. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like stop doing that, stop doing that, and stop that's using some of the tricks. That's the big problem with the um, combo system. It's that you know it's going to be the same combo each time. Yeah, so yeah. it's easy to pull. But that's the yeah. thing that, that it, it, it's balanced in its fairness. Yeah. I think. You know, I don't. You know, I really don't get that regarding the Elden Ring thing. The person mm. who had the best take on this whole thing. The most correct take was Patricia Hernandez, who normally has the complete wrong take, and she went, you know, with this game, with how open world it is, if you find yourself getting stuck, you know, you can just fuck off and do something else, right? Like, you can just, like, go in that world and find a thousand things to do. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's... And it's you can, and then you can the grind style, and level yeah. yourself up a bit and get well, better and come grind. back. Like, you, you can easily get a few thousand runes just by running around. Like, there's yeah. one of the... Right, actually, right where you start off, there's a graveyard, which um, constantly, I think, every day refreshes spawns for golden runes. You can sell those for like anything between 200 to 2000 runes and in the beginning like leveling up is about 1500 runes so all of a sudden you can just level up a bunch there and you can without even fighting anything like she was saying yeah i played like 40 hours i've only done like one or two bosses that i had to do i've just been mostly running around and leveling up finding weapons exploring taking out the lore that kind of thing and i'm like thank you i mean a broken clock is wrong is right twice a day i guess 
Um, but like, I have no idea who she is, so I don't know been... what you're meaning at when you yeah, keep referencing her. Okay, she, 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 she's, she's a Kotaku writer with an infamous um, history of bad takes. She's not Arthur um, so I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm like, how does she get it? And I look at the people who are usually posturing about the Souls games, going, oh, that's how fucking hard. These people don't even fucking play them. These are people who have maybe played like the first part of Dark Souls 1 um, and tried to fight the thing, even though the writing on the floor says go left, but whatever um and it's just like oh my god like i thought we were past this with bloodborne because that was the most fighting game type one and that was the one that was very much encouraging you to dodge and roll and intentionally gave you a parry mechanic that you could do at range and it was intentionally also giving you a lot of like extra weapons like i think one of the greatest weapons in the souls games ever is the kirk hammer it's literally a rapier which you can stick into a hammer and then if you want to do a heavy hit you can literally combo into a giant hammer blow it's amazing. You literally get a both fast quick weapon and then a big bang. Um, but like, it's it's just like, we, I thought we were kind of past this, but every time one of these games come up, the same people come out of the woodwork and Xander's right, the people on the gig good side of the argument uh, sadly attracts the worst kind of people because it, arguing on Twitter always attracts the yeah, worst kind of people. Yeah, because you can make people. the argument for the, like, like, the learning the thing because like, Devin summed up my side earlier by saying like, I don't know. I, there, I don't think that there should be a difficulty selection. I'm saying that it wouldn't ruin the game if it was in there. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. And that's why Elden Ring does great, because it teaches yeah. you the mechanics and Elden Ring is also different, like, hey, because you also make the point that you could just go to a lower level place. So, like, in the Souls games, yeah. and in uh, Bloodborne, and like, Elden Ring and stuff, you can cheese those games mm. a bit, but go into easier places to farm, and then boost up your stats, and it's a bit easier, and it's like getting a fucking, like, a, a mm. little bit of relief in the difficulty. My controversial opinion, I guess, is the only yeah. game that if you would actually ruin in this series if you add a difficulty level of Sekiro. Because you can't just cheese that fucking game. You can't level up and get stronger and have more like chances or whatever. You're just fucked. You have to learn and engage with that game entirely. And that one, I think, would be ruined with like an easier difficulty level. But Does that count with a... Uh, is that a Souls game? It's the same guys, a yeah. different kind of overall thing. I don't know the same guys, but... It's no, it's considered a Souls style. game. They were calling them Soulsborn, but now Elden Ring's out, so I think they're trying to call it Elden Souls because there's only one Bloodborne, and Bloodborne was also only PS4. But yeah, like partic particularly with Elden Ring, like have I encountered some bosses that I am in no way to deal with? Yeah, have I gone and fucked with them? No, because I took one look at that and went, "Let's come back to this." I looked yeah. at that map and went, "This map is huge. Let's go, fuck around. Me, Let's go fuck around with it." Yeah, but, and then there's me who's just like, "I have no interest in it." I, I know how I am with Souls games. I know how I react to those games. And I know that I'll buy that game at full price if I try it. And I'm going to hate it. And I'm going to be mad that I spent that money on it. I know myself too fucking well. And that's why I'm not going to play it. You'll just spend, you'll spend like two hours, one minute in the game. So you can get outside the fucking Steam refund fucking period. You're like, damn it. No, I hate this. Yeah. <laughs> See, yeah. here's, here's, a, here's a genuine question for you two. I think this is part of the difference maybe in mentality kind of comes from. So I know all three of us played fighting games to a point. How competitive do you Very. two get in those games? Extremely. How, how I mean, okay, I might, let me phrase it better. Did you guys start going to like majors or no. like going well, to events and hanging out with people and like just going specifically yeah, out before the local place and closed up and like, all places? that shit happened, I was actually in Dragon Ball tournaments and shit. Okay. I have never been in a tournament because uh, performance anxiety. Okay, okay. But I go to Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments, though. I do Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments. Did you take notes, Xander? Did you take notes on, like, 
how certain characters acted, or you're mentally taking like, oh, this no, is I dressed up as Vegeta and I bull rushed my way through everything, and I fucking just acted like a Saiyan who just fucking like got stronger by getting his ass kicked, and it worked. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so okay, the me advocating for difficulty levels and stuff isn't for my own sake, because I am insane. Uh, again, Mass Effect on insanity, wow. all that shit. But I I just like the idea of just having it. You know, it doesn't hurt anybody to have it. Like I said, Doom, one of the greatest mm. fucking video games of all time, and has the little baby level, and doesn't make you feel bad. Hot take. I, I if it's, it's, for me, for me, for a big one for me, if Fire Emblem Awakening didn't have the casual mode, oh, I'd probably would stop playing it. And I wouldn't when you asked me that it. that fucking uh, that year what I wanted for my birthday, and I, like I was doing that research and shit before I said Fire Emblem, I look, I was like, all right, does this one still have permadeath and like fucking shit in there? It's like, oh, you can turn that off. I was like, all right, cool, go ahead and get that. Now I play that shit on fucking Lunatic Plus, and I get and I go with yeah, Chrom and the main character only, and give them fucking twigs and try to just fucking make it as hard as possible. But I started out on casual, no death. Exactly, same here. You know what's interesting though? Because a lot of these games now don't actually have a hard mode or a hard mode that isn't challenging at all. Like a great example is would be Psychonauts 2. Has anybody spoken about Psychonauts 2 since it came out? Yeah. It, I've never played it. It I've won a bunch of awards. A lot of people listed it as their best of the year. Kennedy specifically was like, yeah, this is one of the best games of the year. Uh, fucking, it was on like a bunch of people I followed. Like everybody was been hmm. like, you should play this game. And I'm like, I didn't like the first one, and I'm not about like to insult the target audience for this by not enjoying this one, so I'll just let you guys have this. Because, like, yeah, it feels so. like to me that game came out, I was really excited, and then crickets. No, I still hear people talk about it like it's Bulls well, the greatest. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm glad I'm glad uh, he didn't scam yeah. you. I'm very me, surprised just, he didn't scam you. I just had. Yeah. Oh, that's a reason I didn't buy it either, because, okay, thank you for bringing it up, because fucking, bro. Double yeah, that, fine, more I, like double find my I money, think it's it gone. It's fucking astounding yeah. that the game even exists. Let me just be fucking clear on that one. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but yeah, like going back to the Doom Eternal thing as well, I think it's also important that game did shit with that difficulty level, the uh, lower stuff, because that game wants you to play it a specific way. That yeah. game wants you, is encouraging you even yeah. to get up in there. Whereas with like a From Software game, it's kind of going, you know what? Yeah. You and you again, do. that's you do. why you I'm like. If From Software doesn't want to add the fucking difficulty levels, they don't have to do it. And we should stop having this yeah. argument. So, <laughs> I want to go ahead and take this whole difficulty thing into something else that I love, because I brought this up mm -hmm. a second ago about Yu-Gi-Oh! tournaments. So, I, uh, I'm i getting oh, back... One last thing, sorry. Elden Ring, very good. Recommend it. Play it. Carry on. Cool. <laughs> so, I'm getting back into doing, doing Yu-Gi-Oh! tournaments, and this is my first time I've been doing locals in probably seven years. That's good. So a lot of people talking about modern meta Yu-Gi-Oh are, are not wrong when they say this game is very difficult. It is at a certain skill level and it's different from the way it used to be to where newcomers have a better chance of surviving in this than returning players from a long time ago. However, Yay. comma, I have discovered, well, I would not say I discovered these formats. I've been introduced to alternate formats that you can play that make the game kind of a lot of fun. Um, so I was on a stream yesterday with my friend, uh, Clinton, uh, his YouTube channel is Starcross Souls. Check it out if you haven't. It makes great content, wonderful content about anime, video games, uh, getting into those video games. He just made a new video. It's really good about how uh, difficult it is to get into your favorite kind of JRPG. Anyway, he introduced me to, uh, uh, GOAT format, uh, which is like a format between, uh, right before, or around the time, uh, it was like the first GX era 
and uh, legend like right after Legend of Blue Eyes beat down good stuff decks. That was like in that era of Yu-Gi-Oh that people really remember playing. Pause. And does Goat stand for greatest of all then, time or scapegoat? Okay. Scapegoat. Yeah, I learned that last time. I thought it's the greatest of all time, but no, it's it's goat because it's it's scapegoat was a very prominent card yeah. in that format because people would do metamorphosis on the scapegoat token, go into um, uh, thousand eyes restrict and take a card and shit like that. So oh, that's, that's bullshit. <laughs> that, well, yeah, but that's why those cards are banned. They're banned now. You can't play like that anymore. But that's why the goat format exists. So you can do stuff like that because we were playing last night and. We were doing the zaniest shit. Like, there were games that were fucking won because of uh, Ring of Destruction resolved. You know? We had games that where I turboed... Uh, and one duel I had with Mimi, I turboed out a, uh, a Dark Paladin by summoning Magician of... Uh, or Skilled White Magician, activating Toon Table of Contents three times, getting uh, a Buster Blader out, and then fusing with it and the King of the Swamps. It, that was my first turn. And people like, like this wasn't always a broken, busted card game. It was. It is a broken. Yeah, broken it's always busted. been a broken, busted card game. It's always game. been like this. But Goat Format is like it's dumb fun because like it's not as fast as like modern Yu-Gi-Oh. Like in modern Yu-Gi-Oh, I can turbo out a monster that can kill you in one turn. But in the Goat Format, I turbo out a monster that's going to take a little bit to kill you, but it's really strong and hard to get over. So like. It, it's the Yu-Gi-Oh you want. Boomers, Yu-Gi Boomers be like, ah, oh, this is Yu-Gi-Oh how is it was intended. And you've set one card and set one guard face down defense position. Oh, like that's, God. That's, the one rep was streaming to us earlier was so funny for that. Yeah. How did that like, guy get to silver? How did he get know. to silver? I don't know. But like that is how GOAT format is set up. You can use cards like Graceful Charity. You can use cards like Pot of Greed. You can use cards like fucking Delinquent Duo. You can, it's like, there's a lot of zany shit in that format. And it is a lot of fun to see. Um, and I honestly think if you want to get back into Yu-Gi-Oh, um, play GOAT format. And honestly, Master Duel could probably make uh, good on a lot of players by giving the GOAT format option to people to I, play in. Like, give us that in custom rooms to do that, and you will have yourself the best Yu-Gi-Oh simulator I of all time. I was going to do it again. Thank you for not doing it. I honestly thought, I was like, all right, it's coming. Here it goes. And then he looked you right in the fucking eyes, then didn't do it. And I was like, what the fuck? So anyway, he didn't. players can't read. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, but I had a great time playing the game. Like, it was the most fun I've had playing Yu-Gi-Oh! in a long time. And I really, and that's not to say I don't enjoy modern Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, I love building decks in modern Yu-Gi-Oh! It's a lot of fun. I like learning from other people. I have discovered decks that I genuinely love playing because the archetype is just that much fun. Am I going to win every duel? Fuck no. I'm not playing tier zero, tier one shit. It's not going to happen because that's just not who I am. But am I having fun when I do win? Am I having fun with the decks I'm playing? Absolutely. They're a blast. But GOAT format truly felt like I was in a, always in a situation where I could win or I could lose. And it felt balanced. And in and, and modern Yu-Gi-Oh!, I don't feel that way because if I'm going to lose, I know I'm going to lose and there's no point in trying. But with GOAT format, it was like, I could always draw one card that's going to turn this shit around. And that's what made that so fun to me. You feel like that? Yeah. I, I've i played I modern play Yu-Gi-Oh! enough to enough to know when I'm going to lose. Like I the second, never felt like that. I've always uh, been like, even if like shit's like turned on me, I'm always just kind of like, oh, 
right. Like, I know, uh, here's the thing. I know key cards in my deck that when they get disabled or destroyed or I can't use them, at that point, I know, okay, the game is over. Like, I, there's no point in trying because this, they've summoned this on the field and it's stronger than anything I've got in my deck and my, all my options to get rid of it are gone or I've used them up or I will not get to them in time. I should tell you, I felt that once and I was playing against you when you got rid of all my zombie worlds. Apart from that, I'm always like, as long as yeah. the zombie world I but can see, activate, that's the I've still got a chance. That's the thing. Like, I know how to disable your deck. I've played you enough times that I know what card to target to get rid of it. And I will always, always, always bait the king, Baldurok, destroy the zombie world. Like, I'm always going to do that. That is always going to happen when okay, we play. Okay, I'm sorry. You said the the, the the last phrase you just said uh, didn't make sense to me. Um, and so it translated to that fucking uh, John putting things in the oven and saying the sentence I can never fucking remember because it feels like I'm having a stroke thing. <laughs> Flyer does that like amazingly every time he does it. Why, oh my god! Why do they call it an oven when you of out the hot Stop. food? Yeah, you of in the cold food and of out eat hot the food. <laughs> but no, okay. So that basically what I said in that sentence was: Adam has a card that whenever a zombie activates an effect, he can either negate that effect or banish that card. He can do well, either not of those. That card. I can banish a card from other players. Fill yeah. the graveyard. Exactly. And that is the card that you have to bait, because if you don't bait that card's negation effect, I can't we'll destroy zombie effect. or banish effect. I can't destroy zombie world. So I have to learn to bait the right effect to destroy zombie world to shut down his deck because zombie world turns my monsters into zombie monsters. On the I have to make a, I, I have exactly. to make a confession. I have no what? fucking idea how to play fucking Yu-Gi-Oh or build decks. I copy deck lists off the fucking internet. Oh, actually... This yeah, fuck you train that. really? Who doesn't? Right, right as I'm about to start talking now is when you want to fucking do it. Where like now, if I try to edit it out, I'm going to be talking. You fucking bitch. All right, fine. This episode featured train. Fucking, uh, I I was gonna say this before I got sent to Brazil, and I completely forgot about it. But we started talking about Yu-Gi-Oh again, and I remember. It's, it's about Yu-Gi-Oh. I promise. Uh, I discovered, I don't like Yu-Gi-Oh. Like, I like Yu-Gi-Oh! the franchise. Okay, I like the fine. cards, arts, and the designs. And I like the game from a conceptual standpoint. But I don't like playing the game. And and I have... Yeah. And I'm, I think that used to scare the fuck out of me. Because I used to like play. I've never liked playing the fucking game. Like, when I look back at the past, I've never fucking kept up with it. Because I always get frustrated with it. Because I don't... I don't... I'm not a card game guy. And that's fine. I can collect the cards. I can like the franchise. I can like the art. Mm -hmm. I can still like watching it. I can still enjoy being a spectator of it. I can still enjoy, you know, like partaking of Yu-Gi-Oh as like a, a whole. Um, but I, I think I actually just really don't like playing the card game. And I think that's okay. I think that's, that's valid. Think yeah, that's fine. Now, why do you not like it? Is it like, just on a conceptual basis, I, or is it like so? You, I like it like on a conceptual annoyed, basis. Like I like, I, I like the, I like mm. the card art. I like the designs. I like the idea of my dragons doing stupid shit and me pulling out wild combos and doing this whatever. And then I sit down and play it, and I'm miserable the entire fucking time, including when I'm winning. And if you're miserable when you're winning, something's really fucking wrong. Hmm. And I'm like. Why am I miserable? This guy's just having, he's just doing his play. I have the counter for this. I can, I, I, I've already won. Why am I still not having fun? I just don't like playing the game. I like watching the game. I like other people playing the game. And that's weird because I hate Twitch. I hate watching people play video games. I don't, I'm not a fucking live streamer person. I don't watch Let's Plays unless it's like fucking 
goddamn Ecoraptor fucking sucking at something because his failure fuels my soul. And Aaron, if you're listening to this, I love you <laughs> sincerely. Ecoraptor, e- stop saying the N-word, shall we? He's already stopped. Come on. When, okay, I believe in rehabilitation, Ecoraptor. I believe you have actually fucking changed. I'm not going to fucking... I have been wanting g- to make that joke for days, Gary. I'm not going to pour liquid chrome down your throat. Fucking... Uh, I gotta stop building Gundams, guys. It's a disease. Uh, fucking... But I... I just don't like playing the game! And... And I used to be like, oh, that sucks. That's if if I don't like playing the game, that no, it doesn't invalidate anything. You still enjoy Yu-Gi-Oh. The the things you've done in the past are still cool. You still enjoy the card art. You just don't like playing the game. That's fine. Whatever. Fucking watch Devin play the game. That's fun. It is. I don't know. I think I enjoy it, but then again, mm. I don't know if I enjoy the fact that it's challenging, or it's just the fact it's something else to like learn. You know. It- it could be because it's something else to learn. Because here's the thing: you're a returning player. There is, am, yeah. you're having to learn to play a, a different <laughs> way. Because you, when you stopped playing Yu-Gi-Oh, it was like Xyz wasn't a thing, right? Like you no, stopped no. running. It was syn- okay. synchros were had just kind of just come on yeah. the scene around that time. Like you, you're like you're playing through almost you know ten years of a changed card game. Like there, there have been. Yeah, there have been master rule changes that have come and gone that completely changed the game that you have not dealt with, and you have to learn to play a different way. Like, it's mm. it's nutty, yes, but and I think you know. that's why I like I think that's why I like my zombies because I was talking about earlier about difficulty and slowing the game down to your speed. The zombies mm-hmm. kind of force you to play a certain way, yeah. like it was two thousand and ten, and that's why I think I like that 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 archetype so Which, much. And then that's because why I get so bored. Well, I'm not to, okay. Not saying I get bored. I get frustrated playing your deck because I'm used to playing at a current and speed, and I'm slowing it down. To yeah, like you do in fighting speed. games, like just like you well, do in fighting fight, games. Fighting games are the opposite thing. I speed it up because I play a rush down characters and I like to get in that ass. Yeah. Um, but you're controlling think, the tempo of the game you play. So, yeah. but anyways, with because yeah. with me, for my deck, it's turbo out protection and then turbo out my big attacker. Which is, you know, my my galaxy eyes, you know, that doubles its attack and then and kills you in one shot. You know, that's like, that's how I play. I turbo out the the, the speed uh, can the I call cards it the I galaxy want. Galaxy eyes come and Lord then Dragon. No, please don't call it that. <laughs> the galaxy please, eyes come please, Lord please Dragon. Please call that exclusively. Your time on this duel is over, Adam. Obliviate. I said obliviate. I didn't even say oh, a word. I said obliviate. Like... What the fuck? One was like. I was like, slow it down, let's get more cars in the graveyard. It's all a pizza, you know, that's some fun. While I'm here, th- what, what's this on the field? Don't worry about it, don't see, worry about it. And then see, and that, see, and, and out the red and I, wouldn't, I wouldn't care so much about that that deck if yeah. I was playing a deck that played at the same speed. That's the thing. I want our decks to play at the same speed, but <laughs> I've built my deck at a specific speed, you know? like if, And that's why I liked about GOAT format. That's why I like about GoForDat because when I was playing, we were both playing the same speed. There was no one that was that was turboing out monsters aside for that one I did, which was a shot in the dark. I wasn't sure what was going to happen, but like we were both playing the same like you know same kind of game, trying to to get specific cards in a graveyard to get out Black Luster Soldier or get out Chaos Sorcerer cards like that, you know, and that was great. And I honestly think that if you are frustrated with Master Duel but you still have an interest in playing Yu-Gi-Oh! and you like playing the card game, so I said that specifically because of Xander's, no, what he, his input, give GOAT format a chance. Look it up. Learn it. It lets you play those busted cards. Everyone gets to play the busted cards. Just give it a shot. 
What's the calculator in that era? Because I've seen so many shenanigans with that card. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know what set the calculator came out in. Uh, I would have to. I would is have there to a card see. called the Cornhole? But if it is, no, no. But there's a black ship of corn and data corn. For the listeners at home, the calculator, I believe it still is, it gets 300 attack points at every level on the field, or on your side of the field. So if you can, like, there's, like, some shenanigans where you can, like, turbo out, like, a bunch of tokens and then slap it down, and it'll have, like, 3,500 attack points based on the levels of all the tokens no. and everything added. Okay, it, it was not yeah. out in, um, it wasn't out in that set. That was okay. a set with, uh... I think was that was a short print. No, it was it was right before Dark Arm Dragon. Is it, okay. that was Teladad? Goat is before Tel, uh, Teladad, I think. Yeah, because that was like shenanigans upon shenanigans. It wasn't. It was never meta for the record, but mm -hmm. it was just the perfect shenanigan nonsense because it was like, okay, I'm just gonna hit you really fucking hard. <laughs> it was that kind of deck with my penis. It's a short print common, as I remember. Right? Yeah, it was like it with my penis. That? Cut that. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I keep accidentally Santa! saying cut that because I fucking binge watched the It's Always Sunny podcast and I keep saying cut that when they make a bad joke. Don't cut that. Cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. But no, that was before that was before GOAT format. Um and then but I, I genuinely think that if you want to give it a shot, go back in. Give GOAT format a shot. And hopefully Master Duel, because they've been Master Duel's been a great job of listening for the most part. There's things they need they can change, but if they are listening to the people playing, do everyone a favor, add a GOAT format. Let us try these old formats. They have the option to. They have the Time Wizard format, which is basically GOAT format. They've got the Deckmaster format. They've got a uh, classic format. You know, there's there's formats that they have that they've been sending out to OTS stores. Let us play these formats in your game and so we can enjoy them. You know, will at it, some point. I can see yeah. them adding that. They'll add the Weenie Hut Jr. for the Yugi Boomers and then they'll realize the game was always busted. Then they'll come back to it and go, fine. Maybe they'll learn something. The thing, I, I realize this is a me thing, and this relates back to what you're saying and relates back to game difficulty and our conversation on fighting game. I realize this is a me thing. I find it hard to get frustrated and angry at things like Yu-Gi-Oh! or Tactics or anything like that, or fighting games or Souls games or anything like that, because in my mind, I'm always going, I should have done that differently. Here's how I should have done that differently. I'm always, like, adapting. And that's, when, that's part of the reason why I was to the level I got to in Street Fighter 4. Because I was always learning shit. Like, I was semi-professional semi in that game, and I don't mean that as a joke. Like, I was making, like, part-time job money at one point from, from that game. Yeah, I, like, I never got to that level with, with fighting games myself, like Blaze Blue and stuff like that, but I think if I wanted yeah. to, I probably could. But I, it's just this this performance anxiety that I got uh, yeah. that's just out of nowhere has just been... I don't know how I to describe it, but yeah, I want to... Please. I was gonna say I just want to get I want to get it's not that I want to play to get better it's I want to play to at least give the people I'm playing with a good time and I feel like yeah. if I'm not at least get, making it even or going back and forth they're not having a good time and I feel like it's my fault see and that's why I want everyone to understand everything I've said this podcast today like take it with a grain of salt and understand that I find it hard to get angry at a video game because at the end of the day in my brain I'm just like huh that's how that works like it's, I, I'm. I realize I am very mechanically minded, um, and I find that with Yu-Gi-Oh as well. Particularly like when I'm watching some of these card combos, 
Like I watched Devon Turbo out, was it Galaxy Eyes Photon Dragon? Whether it's yeah, almost prime, like five thousand attack points. Galaxy Eyes Prime <laughs> Photon Dragon. Yeah, I watch you turbo yeah. I watch you turbo that out, I'm just like Huh. Like, it's why I get annoyed at that game when they when they had to show you a car but then, that you can't see what it does. Like, I want to see what that fucking thing does. I want to see why he's done that. If you go down to the bottom right in the on the clipboard, it'll show you the car that was revealed. You can look at it. Ah, okay, that's good to know. Good to know because I've been so like I've been clicking on it. Like you know when they sometimes show cars, yeah. like, you can see. I'm like, I want to see what that car does because I want to yeah. fucking know. Because like, here's the I'm, thing: I'm you can guy. do that. You do that in a tournament. Like I did that in a tournament a few uh, days ago or last week or no, week before last yeah. week was my birthday. So week before last. Um, when I went to my locals, I, yeah. uh, I, I revealed, I had to add a warrior to my hand. So I added my photon vanisher. I revealed it and put it back. He's like, can I see that? I'm like, I revealed it and put it back. Like it's a warrior monster. And I put it back and the, because that's all he needs to know. All he needs to know is that I added a warrior monster to my hand and I, I put it. I want to see what that card. And I want to be able but to, I don't have to, I don't have to let you, here's the thing. I don't have to let you know what it is. Yeah, I, know. I don't have so to. I don't have to let you know its abilities so that you know you can counter it. The specific fucking name, oh. like um, like uh, yeah. fucking the one that gets my blue eyes, where how it blue literally eyes. says blue eyes white dragon. Yeah, blue eyes, blue eyes, yeah, or white dragon does it? Yeah. No, the, I, I know what it, it's. Yeah. You're, the card you're, you're doing is a uh, bingo yeah, machine like, go. You're allowed to look at the fucking card then. Sorry, so bingo what? machine go is a, a blue eyes thing that I don't use anymore in like master duel anymore. Um, cause it's kind of outdated, but back in, mm -hmm. like, when I, before I went, like, with the Alistair, the Invoked mm -hmm. sub-engine. <clears throat> Mingo Machine Go allows you to select three cards! <laughs> the name! Yeah, there it was. Are you good, bud? It lets you add three cards that list, that are Blue Eyes White Dragon, or list Blue Eyes Blue White Dragon in their name, and, uh, reveal them. And then oh. your opponent, you, after you reveal them, you turn them back around, so you can't see them. And your opponent... Picks one of them and you add that one to your hand. Yeah. But, but see, see, that's I always want to. But I'm pretty shit. sure you're allowed to I'm before I shuffle them. Read each card so that way you can try to figure out which one you don't want to select. So you have some level of strategy in that, because it's not a reveal whatever. It stipulates yeah. that I have to do this thing and then you have to pick something. So there's an interaction there. So I think you're yeah. allowed to. But once, yeah. But once the card goes back in my hand, once the card's turned around, I do. I no longer have to show it to you. Yeah. And then I can shuffle my hand too to hide it, so that way I see, can't I, get it ripped out of my hand by a like a car, random card effect. So I can I appreciate that. I'm just want to know like what's he doing? Why is he doing that? And but he was like, you're more than welcome to take a look. Like I said, Master Duel has given you the option to do that. If you take a look at the yeah. little clipboard, you can see the card and be like, oh, that's what that does. Okay, that's the benefit to Master Duel. But yeah, in IRL, so I wouldn't have to show you that card. Like if you and I dueled IRL, because my deck I play yeah. Master Duel, I have IRL. There are a few cards obviously I don't have. Forbidden Droplet is a hundred fucking dollars, so forgive me, I don't have three of it. Um, okay, I have replacements for it. Blood and semen. No. I have replacements for that card, though. Oh, sure. I use in my deck anyway. But my deck is functionally the same deck. It turbos out the big one, hits you, tw hits you for a shitload of damage. Yeah. If we played IRL, I would not have to show... I would show you my, my Photon Vanisher and put yeah. it back in my hand. I don't have to show it to you again. So it's up to you to remember what it does after you look at it. But all you have to see, all you have to see is that it is a warrior monster. That's, that's level four. Fair enough. Fair, yeah, like every. Oh god, I just, I'm that guy. I want to know how it works. Mm -hmm. I want to no, know why you're doing the thing you're doing. Like fighting games. The reason I asked, do you guys take notes? 
is because if I was to break up my, I think the tablet's dead and I've got no way to turn it back on. I had an app on there, right? Called mm. SF4 Notes, which I could literally take notes per character. I had that thing like with notes upon notes on it because I wonder how it works. I wonder why is this Yun back over there just doing the hand slam thing? What the hell meter is he trying to build up for? Because he's not going to EX. And he goes, oh yeah, of course he's going to go do a super and do the, the mirror thing, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, so why is he always specifically doing these moves at this point? And I'm like, oh, it's because he can set up an unblockable on certain characters. Or he puts stuff in a favorable position on plus frames against smaller characters like mine. I'm like, yeah. And I'm always taking notes like, why is Kami always trying to bait out like the dust kick from Cody? Because as a physical hurt box, it's not a projectile. Even though it's dust, which should be a projectile by all logic, right? Mm -hmm. It's a physical hurt box. And like with Yu-Gi-Oh, I'm just like, why do I have that card in their hand? Oh, because they can do this effect, which means with I know what they're running, which means I probably want to turbo into this, which means, huh, I need to start thinking in advance. I'm going to need to counter that right now, but I need to look what I've got because once it's on the field, I need to come up with a solution pretty fast. Do I get Doom King out? Do I want to try? You know, do I try my luck and pray for Igeki? Do I go, mm, what's in the graveyard right now? Could I this, that, and the other? You know, I'm, my brain's always kind of going like that, and I'm just like, I'm just realizing to myself like. This is why it's hard for me to relate, I think, to people who say things are too hard. Because yeah. I've always been like that in everything, not just games or things like that. Even my personal life, even my career, I'm like that. Like, this is supposed to be hard. This is hard. Okay, let's, let's work out how to do it. So my brain is completely <clears throat> and utterly broken. It is one of the stupidest and most <laughs> brains I've ever had the displeasure of coming across. And every time mm. growing up, that I was forced to take notes before a test that I would do like 20 to 40% worse on the test than when I could just really? not take notes. Anytime I take notes on something, I forget the knowledge for whatever reason, taking notes makes me not retain the fucking knowledge. I know there is a disease in my brain. <laughs> Obviously. I mean, you've, you've met me, <laughs> uh, but my parents never took me. To no goddamn doctor for no uh, for no head head stuff, and now I have to pay for my own health care. That's well, I mean we we know how that is. We're in America. They they build mental health differently. Yeah. It's that mm -mm. nope. Fuck you. They also uh, without getting so into it as well. They also treat it very differently than the rest of the world. But let's get off of that before we get taken off of every platform known to man. I mean, if Joe Rogan can fucking talk about how the mitochondria is the powerhouse of fucking the steroids nip, that he puts nip, in his nip, fucking nip, butthole. Nip, and then when the, when the bottle steroids combined with the mitochondria of the horse nuclei that he put within the shaft of his penis, he gets a plus 20% increase to testosterone production. Oh and yet he wants to take away the ability for uh, trans kids to be able to use hormones, even though he uses hormones. Hmm. Hmm. Curious. Hmm. I'm the meme. I'm the meme. Curious. The guy who made that hates that, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know what else? Um, basketball. Basketball. Yeah, fucking uh, LeBron James. Space Jam. He's leading uh, in points right now, in the season. Great. Yeah, by like care. by like twenty. I I don't really follow the NBA. I'm pretty sure I just made that up. I did. Isn't he? Isn't he old? Huh? Anyway. Oh yeah, actually no. Right, I did absorb that through osmosis. I think I was scrolling the timeline one day. Yes, LeBron is leading. Uh, and it's significant because he is older, yes. 
interesting. Uh, your original point, though, that you're bad with taking notes. I find that super interesting because, I mean, you guys have seen me when I've been playing a game for a video or whatever. Yeah, you will know like crazy. You have, you have seen the Book of Knowledge. Yeah. Like, the, 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 the Forbidden Book. This, this is actually my second or third notebook. I've got, like, two more from old videos, which is uh, filled up with notes. And, like, I am the note master, even in my career, even in, like, my my personal life and my professional side of my life. I am like, the note man. Sorry. Like, my last my last job when I was doing tours of departments or whatever, I was running around with a notepad, and they're like, you're the note taker guy, huh? Because they'd heard about me from the other departments when I'd done the tours there. And I've been like scribbling down notes really quickly. And then I, the worst part is I would get back to my desk. I would then type the notes up and put them on the computer. So I had them to hand for quick reference when I was doing grocery school stuff. Like I, I, I am like the note man. Like I, I, I appreciate as well. Again, like everything I've said in this podcast regarding difficulty, adaptation, everything, take it with a grain of salt because that's just how my brain works. Am I autistic? Kinda. Mildly. I have been tested for it. Am I full-blown autistic? No. Is my brother full-blown autistic? Yes, he has high-functioning autism. However, I am... In coma. I'm not even sure if it's mild autism? Like, I'm not sure how it is, but, like, it's very clear in the way I, like, operate when it comes to something I'm focusing on, and I hyper-focus on certain things, that there's something there. My brain is... I'm trying not to make a joke. My brain is an encyclopedia yeah. of everything well, that Devin, I've ever learned. You, you, I can remember all of the info of anything I've ever hyper-focused on, and I don't have to take any notes ever. However, I am fucking terrible at maintaining my personal relationships, and holy shit, I just realized I've been ghosting one of my best friends for like six years. Holy fuck. Oh my god. Fine. I'm so sorry, Amber. What the fuck? Um, so I was gonna Devin, say though, when Devin, you said mild, when you said mild autism, my brain immediately was like, I like fiery autism, but Diablo autism is a bit much for me. <laughs> <laughs> you have my blessing. It's you guys fine. don't have phones? But like, yeah. What? Diablo autism. Diablo. Oh, <laughs> oh my fucking god! <laughs> Anybody else makes these jokes, they're cancelled. <laughs> we don't have to worry about that. We don't even fucking audience to cancel. Oh my god! Uh, this has been insert title here. Is, it, is there anything else we want to talk about? I've been in Brazil for three weeks. I I thought I had something else I wanted to say, but next, it's, uh, it's gone. Next episode, I'll talk about Elden Ring without ranting about people, promise, because it's actually a really good game. Cool. Um, I don't know. Um, do you guys want to, like, talk about the football? No? Okay. No, I mean, I brought me. LeBron James, right. and I don't know why. If you want to fucking go on a fucking, like, this is Adam's No Me Corner with football. Go for it. <laughs> I don't care. It's your podcast, bro. I mean, okay, yeah, I guess I kind of like the war, so let's probably not do that. This has been Insert Title here. Thank you for watching. Bye. There is no war in Bossing Sing. No. There is no war in Bossing Sing.